Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Blog Talk Radio. That time, we have the people. This is Eric and I'm Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year, I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Line with Barney. You didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Ruscha. I have a great thighs. It's The Net Live right now. <laughs> Really, we're on. Really. Yep. And you're looking at old colleges on your. Uh, can we, can your we be better than last week? Is that possible? Can we be worse than last week? No, we've had worse shows than last week. That's true. I've hosted worse shows than last week. Can't hit him out of the park every time, Kevin. Kevin Barnett, Jeremy Roche, and we welcome back Katie. Yeah. Thanks Katie. for coming, Katie. Good morning. Katie Charles back in house and. Uh, Katie, I'm just looking to see here who your replacement is. It's someone named Cramp. Hold on. Can we talk about Katie's headset? Does she break it already? Where's the no. mic? Where's the mic condom? Oh. Did I break it already? Oh, Katie. Oh, there it is. She's three, sitting on it. Like three or four episodes in, and she's already breaking our new headsets. We have uh, a new coach that has been named. Amanda Cramp has been named head coach at Kenyon College. How do you feel about that, Katie? Well, good luck. Yeah. I would, yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be... You know, she's got a good set of kids there. She'll be in fine shape. We have a great recruiting class coming in, so hopefully she keeps it all together. Formerly at McDaniel College, wherever that is. Maryland. Maryland? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Cramp, who in 2010 received a degree in psychology, so she might need that. She was the head coach of the Gettysburg Men's Club. Huh? She coached men for a while. She was in a Viper volleyball club. That's exciting. Dangerous is what it sounds like. <laughs> she inherits a Kenyan team at four and tw- four and twenty three, four and twenty three. Yes. Katie, what happened with four and twenty three? Uh, our best player broke her foot the first weekend of the season and didn't play all year. That'll do Second it to you. Best player was out six of nine weeks with injuries. That's no good. Wasn't a great. Wasn't a great uh, year. I mean, we still finished fifth in the conference, and that's the highest we finished since the nineties. Hold on, hold on. You won four matches and you were fifth in the conference? Yep. How does that even compute? Did someone go negative one? Dude, you take it, Kevin. That's what you do. You take it. You someone... win in the conference tournament. That's you how go. you do it. You, how do you get in the conference tournament when you have four wins? They it's take the eight conference. out of nine. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't the bottom team in the conference. We were seventh going in. So the bottom team in the conference had negative one victories. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or, how would you get negative one victories? How would that be possible? Well, we played everybody single round robin. And so we went, you know, two and six in conference, and then we went to the tournament because we finished seventh. And then dominated the tournament, yeah. sandbagging the whole season. <laughs> that dominated was the idea. The tournament. And yeah. then Sneak up matches. on people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. wait, if you win two Selfish. matches, did you go to the semis? 
Or you went to we the finals? Lost, so we lost. You have to play out for fifth place. So okay. oh, we I lost see. the first match to the team and ended up in the finals. And okay. then um, won our next two matches and finished fifth. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, the expectations for volleyball at Kenyon were not particularly high considering they didn't have a team when I got there six years ago. We literally started from nothing. And the top team in our conference won a national title two years ago. So it's, uh, yeah. It's and all kind the of kids, hope we show up. All the kids are going there to be rocket scientists and brain surgeons. Yes. Doctors, lawyers. Really? PhD people. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was happening in Africa. Yeah, you know, it's surprising. <laughs> not near Uganda, Kevin. Oh, 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 I was confused. <laughs> you didn't have your shirt on, so I was true. beginning to wonder. Uh, so it's a very academically rigorous school? Yes. So Kenyon College? People we compete against are not. <laughs> so the, <laughs> would, so the dumb the kids answer? are beating you up. That's, I'm not sure yet. that's any better. You have a bunch of smart kids who are getting beaten by dumb kids. Mm-hmm. No, smart kids are not as tall or as athletic. That's tall. Hey. What does that mean? No, suck it, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Net Live, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. We're going to have a good show for you today here on the 10th of March, 2014. Rick McLaughlin, head coach of UC Santa Barbara, will join us. He's coming off a good victory over the weekend, a sweep of the UCLA Bruins. UCLA Bruins, whew. They They had a little mid-season or beginning early season slump right now. They are struggling, man. A little injury bug for them, too, it sounds like. They are struggling. I mean, they beat UC San Diego, but who hasn't? (laughs) Uh, UC San Diego defeated in conference play. Defeated. Oh, for. Uh, So UCLA got swept by UC Santa Barbara. Rick McLaughlin will be on here. We'll talk to him about that as well as his charity event. I believe that is coming up. We promoted that last week. If you want to support their program. Yep, they will be playing, I think, Pepperdine. Matter of fact, up Your there peeps. on Friday night, I will be doing the Pepperdine match tomorrow against UCLA. We'll see if UCLA can rebound. We'll see if Pepperdine can rebound after getting beaten 3-1 by Stanford. I made my first venture to Pepperdine ever this weekend to watch that match. Did you have a helicopter? No. Oh, you're in the Palisades. You're I'm practically the there. Yeah, that's as close as you can get. Four miles from my house, <laughs> Pepperdine. Yeah, it's 20 miles, 22 miles from here, but it literally is two hours of driving. Yes. Lance Walker will also be on the program, former provider of club sports clothing as well as junior college and collegiate athlete and now the head coach at la pierce junior college very much a volleyball person lance walker will join us to talk a lot about different areas spent some time on the national team as well good athlete played for a long time and just kind of a fun presence so we'll have lance walker on here also avca college volleyball weekly we know we have jay and robbie is a question mark i think this is the week he is surfing he is he's in belize or wherever he is wherever caring one bit about the net live. And then Selfish, that's I when think. his uh, Irvine team gets a sweep at Hawaii this week. He won both matches yeah. down there. Maybe he needs to do a surf trip more often. <laughs> UC Irvine in a dogfight right now to stay in the playoffs. It was good they defeated Hawaii 3-1, but creeping on them is Stanford. Stanford victory yesterday over USC. I was at that match. It was on Pac-12 Networks 3-0, a win for the TV crew. It was 15-14-22. <laughs> It was very fast. It was very fast. And then I missed the first game and wasn't almost worth driving over there. It was still light out when it was over. I mean, I know we're on daylight savings here, but it was still light out and 80 degrees in downtown, by the way. Beautiful evening. I walked out of the arena and headed off to go to the pool at my in-law's place and have a little bit of dinner. That all worked out for me. I'm just going to point out that you got no sun, apparently. It was dark by the time I got there. My tan is well, better than yours at this Just juncture. Same. We're not in good shape. I work for a living, people. Speaking of pasty white people. Oh, yes. Um, we have a Jim Polster update? No, well, we have <laughs> we have a, a friend of the show calling in right now. Friend of the show? Yeah. Read pretty? Tasty white? 
I definitely have the uh, I, I definitely have a pasty white like cap over my head because I'm getting all the sun just on my nose and face and and back of my neck. But uh, that's just a golf tan. <laughs> oh, man, still with the golf, you are on life. heavy. Rough life. Are we allowed to give him crap because I can make it in for the Palisades, but he can't get here? For oh the yeah, please. Please. yeah, please do. Please, please. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's uh, <laughs> my seventh anniversary today. I've got all day plans. Well, then why are you calling in? Ah, <laughs> uh, she's still getting ready. You know how it goes. Uh, okay, good, good, good call. This is your five minute window. <laughs> so you could have come right. up here if she's still getting ready, I and mean, that's going to take a while, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, read so- pretty. You know, I feel like you peaked at Christmas. I feel like you peaked at convention. It's the right time to do it. It's a big show, but we well, haven't he seen here. Since. He was here for the best show we had in 2014. He did like the mic drop and walked off. Everything was going fine until uh, my lovely wife said that I wasn't working hard enough. And so since then, it's been uh, five, six days a week working out and and uh, so I'm back at the ASC, et cetera. And uh, that's my excuse. I'm going with it. <laughs> I thought she meant, like, doing chores and stuff around the house. <laughs> He's been painting. No, and... she, she saw me drop 10 pounds over Christmas and just freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Most people do not drop weight over the holidays. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> don't complain about it. Yeah, true that. <laughs> Have you been able to regain said pounds, Mr. Pretty? I am. I'm back to... Uh, my fight weight. Well, the ready fight's to, coming uh, up pretty ready. soon here. That's right. Yeah, I'm starting to get some texts from guys overseas, and uh, seasons are winding down, and I think everyone's sort of um, excited to get back. And uh, just talking with the assistant coach, uh, Mike Wall, and Furbringer, Matt Furbringer, uh, the schedule is jam-packed with just travel and, and big match after big match. And... Um, I, I don't know if it's out there. It will be now, but I've been told that uh, we have a World League match happening in Southern California against Russia uh, right here in our backyard. So uh, I think it's going to be at the Pyramid of Long Beach State, and big thanks to Alan Knipe. I heard he was instrumental in making that happen, and um, that's uh, super exciting, of course, to be able to play against Russia uh, right here in our backyard. Well, that's fantastic. I'm excited about that, too, because I can drive to said matches instead of going away for the weekend. That'll be good for me. I, I've also heard rumors about where the other two weekends will be. Have you heard that? Uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, back-to-back Chicago. That's what, what I've heard. heard. I've heard back-to-back Chicago, which means I will be at Frontera Grill. You can find me downtown. <laughs> I will be at Rick Bayless's restaurant having a lovely meal as well as the ice cream to finish. Are the dates? I've heard some of the dates, but are any of these official yet? Three weeks in a row in June, but I don't know what the uh, the division is there. Reed Pretty, do you know? No, no, I don't. Um, but I know that we will be the away team at both matches. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. happened before in Chicago, Bulgaria, Poland. Poland, you felt like you were in Poland. It was a true Polish experience except for the fact that the floor wasn't so slippery and wet that you turned upside down. I don't think Reed was there for those matches back in the day in Poland, playing in a little gym. It was so hot, and everything was sweaty that literally in the middle of a set, you had to be careful in the middle of a rally because somebody would dive, and there was basically an oil slick across the floor, 
We had people go to jump and turn basically upside down. Oh. Not pretty. And that was the same match. The same match. We had a rally to win a set. One of the Polish players from the box rolled a ball out on the floor. First of all, what's a set? <laughs> rolled the ball during the rally. Wow. Rolled a ball onto the floor. I, I think... Think uh, the referees did anything about it? Nope. I think as a player, if I was on the court and somebody rolled the ball as I'm going to jump, the next place I was going would be to that player. There was almost a fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, was, there were a couple times I've been involved in near fights in volleyball. That yeah. was one. The other was the Olympic Games against Italy. <laughs> That's <laughs> nothing like Olympic spirit and fighting. <laughs> Saw a good near fight in the Brazilian League. Dustin Watton uh, also chimed in on this. It was posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago. Somebody came under the net. The liberos were getting after each other. Oh, nice. Chippy little tiny uh, guys who are in the back row. Is that like goalies in hockey? <laughs> no, that's way better. Goalies, oh, okay. goalies in hockey be way better. Okay. What is this comparable to? Jockeys, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> like if Phil Shoemaker got really upset? So yeah. sl- I think it would be a slap fight for sure. Like a libero just, fight would be a slap fight. We just had a uh, horse racing jockey reference. I think that's a drink for sure. <laughs> Well, again, again, the caveat must be: anytime you're talking about a libero situation, you have to say except Rich Lamborn. It would be a slap fight, except if it involved Rich Lamborn. True that. I'm with you on that. It would. The libero was easily restrained. That was the funny part. The assistant coaches grabbed him. And liberos, you know, they're little dudes, five seven, five eight. And they, the assistant coach like put him in a full body pancake on the ground. <laughs> And I'm like, there's no way that's happening, except if it's a libero. It happens every time if it's a libero, except if it's Rich Lamborn. True. It would take the entire team to keep Rich back, I think. Yeah, I think if I jumped on Rich's back, he would treat me like Yoda and just continue on. It wouldn't, he wouldn't even know I was back it there. It no difference at no. all. No. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so, Reed, what, what are you doing for your uh, anniversary today? Oh, we've got a full day uh, planned out. It's going to start at the uh, Ruby's Shake Shack. We've never done that down um, near, right in between Laguna and uh, uh, CDM, Corona Del Mar, and uh, have some breakfast uh, down on the beach, and then we've got some other things planned. And then, and then I think tonight we're going to do Disney by ourselves and uh, ride all the rides that we can't ride with uh, with little guy. So, so you have read yourself right, right on the list. Kid. Yes. <laughs> He'll be with us the majority of the day, but, but tonight we'll get uh, some some fun time. And uh, we're always in overseas, you know. We're always overseas for this holiday, and so this is unique to be able to do some other some other things. So uh, looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to you guys talking to my old coach, Rick McLaughlin, today. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll be heading up to Santa Barbara this weekend for – the uh, golf tournament that he's trying to raise money for, he's reached out to the Lion community, seeing as how we don't have an alma mater to support. Or at least and, when uh, you should support. <laughs> so we're getting behind uh, what he's doing up there, and uh, that should be a great time. I like how your anniversary is described as a holiday. How should we celebrate this holiday? How should you celebrate it? Um, have a great show, Kevin. <laughs> do your best. Just do your best, Kevin. That's all you can ask for. Oh, really? Again? I already did my best over the weekend twice. <laughs> I guess I'll have to bring it one more time. Just bring it. That's all you do, Kevin, is bring it. You only have one bring speed. It. And, you know, it's not like stress wears on you. You still look like you're 13, so <laughs> you're doing something right. Oh, that's so true. I appreciate that. I'll tell you, I, I appreciate that. 
Uh, Reed Pretty, what's going on in the gym right now? You mentioned you have the assistant coaches in there. You're back in there training. How many guys are present, and when are you expecting guys back from overseas? What seasons are ending first? Do you know? Uh, I just heard from Eric Soji. So I think he, you know, Vienna, Spain, uh, Austria, France, I think uh, Murphy, a lot of guys are in France this year. Um, I think those wind down. You know, if you're going to go deep in the playoffs, um, then you could you could be back later. Um, so I would expect um, maybe Anderson to be back a little bit later. Um, maybe Max Holt playing with Dynamo. Um, I know that the Champions League Final Four is coming up in the next few weekends. I think it's weekend after next, and that should be something that, that all of our listeners should tune into. Very exciting stuff. I think the women's is first, so maybe the women's is this weekend. I think Jordan Larson is uh, going to be playing in that. And, uh, you know, Jordan Larson, we've connected, uh, been able to connect with her husband recently, and um, just a phenomenal career and just kind of under the radar, you know, just because what she's doing is abroad, and uh, but just a really special career, and I think uh, um, just a great player and, and you know, playing for a team, you know, not many people get to go from Puerto Rico straight to Kazan and then stay there for five years. And um, I think that's pretty special because in my mind, uh, Kazan as an organization is sort of the Yankees of our sport overseas and um, uh, pretty special. So she'll be playing in the final four. I'm not sure what other American girls are going to be in the final four, um, but yeah, some exciting stuff out there. I was able to catch the Long Beach BYU match on Friday night. My family and I drove up there and um, battled very the Taylor. Yeah, very very impressed uh, with just the level. I think it's great, and I was also impressed with how many guys the home team suits up and puts on the bench. It's like it's like their own little fraternity on the sideline it's it's crazy to me that's that was one of the first things that we were talking about was like there's literally 30 guys on the bench for long beach right now and then when we went to the sc game it was the same thing sc had it was i don't know uh, maybe maybe all this contraction of nc2a men's volleyball just equals 40 40 uh, athlete <laughs> rosters uh on the teams that actually do have a program but the level was good and uh, you know, it's a good match. It's good to see a lot of people there. Yeah, do they have a blue curtain? That's a fine question, Katie Charles. Has anyone else gone to the UCLA system where they put you behind the curtain and just say, well, maybe we'll see you in a couple of years? <laughs> <laughs> what SC match did you go to? This is the one a while back? Yeah, SC-UCLA. Uh, I saw okay. you there. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I just didn't know if you went to one this week, Katie said. I saw Katie at one match. Uh, Jeremy said he was at the Pacific USC match. That was all of 15, 20 minutes long uh, this past week. So, yeah, good. Good you're making it out to some college matches here, Reed Pretty, and checking it out. What, uh, what do you think post-volleyball holds for you? Besides, of course, a, a spot on the senior PGA once you're eligible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, – I have no idea, Kevin. Just trying to uh, – uh, I will say that, that you know, Celebrating seven years of marriage is a f- fabulous thing. Um, we have done a really good job of, of uh, living the other life. And so now that we're sort of taking this small pause, we're, we're learning all sorts of new things 
about ourselves and our relationship and, and where we want to go and who we want to be. And, uh, it's a whole nother challenge and I'm, it's, it's kind of cool to be able to experience it for this short period of time, but I'm excited to get back to doing what I do best and, uh, sort of and playing and competing and, and, uh, what, what's after that? I have no idea. Just hope I can be a good husband, a good father. And, uh, I don't know, be a great golfer. You know, that order was probably, I probably should have used good golfer too. So good husband, good father, an okay golfer. Uh, okay for me, but Hey, I don't want to, uh, be here too long. So you guys enjoy, enjoy your show. Thanks for all your hard work. And, uh, Say hi to Rick for me. Will do. Thanks, right. Reed Pretty, for checking in. See you in June. All right. You heard it from Reed Pretty. We have uh, a couple of national team opportunities coming up if you're in Southern California, Long Beach State Pyramid. The Pyramid is going to play host to the national team one weekend in June, as well as Chicago twice. And I'm here in University of Illinois at Chicago, where they played years ago when that arena was brand new. It was the Cicada year. That was a lot of fun. I remember that. The Cicada year. The Cicada year. Yep. 17-year yep. Cicadas were out, which meant, which meant millions, yeah. perhaps tens of millions, of Cicadas all over the place, making tons of noise, crawling up the trees. It was pretty cool. But a 45-minute drive between the hotel and the arena, because the arena is a not-so-nice part of Chicago. So <laughs> we'll see if that changes this next time. We also have Hoffman Estates, is what I'm hearing. So you heard it from Reed Pretty. Don't get upset, USAV, at what I know or don't know. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I hear rumors. I hear things. I hear things. <laughs> you know, I hear things. Um, speaking of the national team, I don't know if you're friends with Matt Furbringer on Facebook. but uh, Who? Matt Furbringer. Oh. You know, the assistant Manhattan coach. Beach champion? Yeah. 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 Manhattan Open champion? There's a photo of him online. Uh, he's overseas with uh, a middle blocker whose name I cannot pronounce. This dude right here. That dude right there. Okay. That's, That's the uh, name. Yeah. Right to Jack. Sure. Polish guy. So Matt Furbringer, 6'8". Mm-hmm. The guy yeah. standing next to him seven is a good four to five inches taller than Matt. Yeah, he's going seven foot. It's a big dude. The guy's huge. What's Matt, Matt scouting overseas? Just, Could uh, be. I, think, up with the guy. I know he's overseas checking in on some Maybe he's players. winning a national championship, hey. you know, club championship. Guy just, he's Come just, out of retirement. Just winner. Just winner. Hashtag winner. Hashtag winner. Hashtag, I want to take a selfie. <laughs> um, I've never taken a selfie in my life. I'm just going to throw that out there. Have you heard the song? You have to oh, yeah, it's song. awful. <laughs> it's, it's awful good, though. It'll be gone in a month. Let's just be honest. Yeah, but it's, it's, no, like, it's, not, it's fantastic it's, no, awful. No. Yeah, you, no, can, you can be really fantastic awful. No. Didn't we say the same thing about that What Does the Fox Say song? That's no, that, that was really awful. Yeah, kids love that one. <laughs> what about, all right, hold on. What is the name of it? Is it just Selfie? Is that the name of the song? Selfie? Yeah. Okay. Ha- hashtag Selfie. Hashtag Selfie versus what would the fox say? No. Versus, hold on, this is a three-man race yeah. here, versus <laughs> Friday by Rebecca Black. I'm going Selfie. Really? 100%. Really? Yep. Over the auto-tune, just sticky bubble gum. Because at, at least the beat is decent for the Selfie. But what would the fox say? Like, I want to punch. First of all, let me oh, go. I see. Wait, wait. You said selfie was the best of the three. Yes. Oh, I was thinking worse. Okay, so selfie was the best of those. Three. Oh yeah, yeah. The fox song is the worst. That's the worst. Okay, so. you're putting Rebecca Black in the middle. Unfortunately. <laughs> those were my only choices, Kevin. So that's all I could do. Can we play hashtag selfie on I don't, the program? I, I don't have it. That's no. how bad it is. I don't even want it on my computer. Wow. I don't have the fox song on there, and I don't have the Friday song on there. 
My boys love the Fox song. Because here's what you have to realize. The events that I, I don't do events where people are going to ask me for those songs. Okay. Probably speaks to your taste in music more than anything. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. There are songs on my laptop that I do not like, that I have to have. Don't get me wrong. But there are some songs I will just take a stand and be like, I'm not playing that, ever. <laughs> ever. Okay. Makes sense. The but Chainsmokers, that's Kevin who does this song? <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Oh, I'll get a freaking commercial oh, first. And you're not even plugged in, so nobody's going to hear it. It's terrible. What are you doing? What are you doing right now? I don't know. Well, you stole my cord, first of all. That's plugged into my computer. Who does the music on the show? You or me? We all know. Yeah. We all know when the music goes back who's doing it. <laughs> yeah, see, the beat is good. That's a good beat? It's just the song is awful. I've never heard this song. Exactly. This is great radio. Let's take a selfie. Okay, do you notice she threw the DJ under the bus in the first phrase? Maybe that's why you don't like that song. I am not a fan of... I'm just going to make the super cheesiest song I can right now to get popular. Like, Chainsmokers have been around as Wait music producers for a long time. Yeah, that was David Hasselhoff. They have Hasselhoff in here. Yeah, yeah. Several times. Yep. Actually, I'm pretty sure I heard this and thought it was a commercial for something. Exactly. Exactly. Hasselhoff again. Look, don't get me wrong. This song is... I mean, it's going to sell a lot of copies. Oh, it's going to be popular. It's for very month. clever. It's going to be popular for a month or two, and then there's going to be backlash. Nobody's going to want to hear it ever again. It's such a view into, like, the... The mind of an insecure woman. <laughs> like, like you listen don't, to that. Don't like, narrow it down to them. Like some of my, they're not my friends anymore. But some of my guy friends. Oh yeah. Their entire Instagram page is just selfies of themselves. No, I don't I mean the understand. selfie part. I mean just the way she's like. You, you see how short she is? Oh yeah. Like, that whole thing. Sadly, this is pretty sad. I mean, they're pretty accurate, but it's like the beginning. Kind of makes me a little sad. It's like the beginning of Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, look at her butt. It's so big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great radio. You're still watching the video. I know. I can't help it. I can't help it. Kind of like watching a train wreck. <laughs> it is. Hey, we got to take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to have... No, what if I played selfie right now? <laughs> that, would be, that would be epic. It's not going to happen. That would be epic. Uh, we'll have Lance Walker on the other side of the break here, junior college head coach at L.A. Pierce Junior College and overall volleyball guy. I feel like that's like a good Star Wars name. Lance Walker? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Doesn't it sound... You know what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't it well, be in Star Wars? Yeah. You've already, you already just, got a Skywalker. I don't know if you can add another one It's in like there. his cousin. Well, that's what he got called, a Skywalker. This is yeah. a guy who once had 60-plus kills, broke the junior college record. And I think he... I don't know if he had 60 at Pep. I'll have to ask him. But I think he definitely had 60 in junior college. So this guy could flat-out jump and hit the ball. Not sure he could pass. We'll, we'll rise him about his passing. We'll give him a hard time. <laughs> well, if pass. you can jump and hit, why do you need to pass? <laughs> Wonder why there aren't more more opposites in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. There are none. All oh, right. But when we get back to, can we talk about how indoor rules of your hands and chowder and throws and all that stuff just don't matter anymore? Yeah, I like that. Not the okay. men's game. Ooh, yeah. Man. I'm gonna go back to this song. Okay. All we're right. Gonna, we're gonna take a break. Okay. We'll be back.
is it when I look up Lance Walker Star Wars in up. Google, I get the first image that comes up is a guy in a penitentiary. I'm not sure why. Why Lance is fourth. That can't be good. I see Lance there in the fourth spot, but I don't see him until that spot. I see some guy that is in prison looking a little bit like Raising Arizona <laughs> in the very beginning. <laughs> That's right. For a while there, a, um, and Cam Kerr probably knows this, that there is a uh, big drug lord in Canada who has the same last name as me. Spelled exactly the same way. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? What's yep. he dealing? What kind of drugs uh, are I think, they, I think he was in the United States, and he got arrested. That was the big news. Really? Yeah. Good thing uh, I wasn't put on the no-fly list after that, but uh, <laughs> no doubt because there's not that not that many people have my last name, and most about ninety percent of people that do we are related. Um, so I'm sure there's some way, shape, or form we are related. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So sorry, Lance, that you have a uh, guy in the pen that looks just like you, <laughs> or has your same name. By the way, if you haven't seen Raising Arizona. Great movie. Fantastic film. Great segue. It is an unbelievable <laughs> film. Like, we should play some of that. The beginning of Raising Arizona. Ha. H-I. When he's, like, hitting on Holly... Or was it Holly Hunter? Yeah. When he's hitting on her, each time he goes into the pen, and, turn to the right, turn to the right. <laughs> just freaking classic. Okay. All right, let's get to Lance Walker here. I just learned something new about Lance Walker just now. This is a guy who played at L.A. Pierce Junior College as a player, would go on to star at Pierce, or pardon me, Pepperdine University after his days at Pierce, and then play internationally. Belgium, Turkey, Greece, Puerto Rico, Switzerland. He pulled the full tour. Six years and eight months, according to his biography here. And he was a teacher for six years in the Los Angeles Unified School District. I wonder if he get hazard pay for that one. He's worked with Gold Medal Squared, and now... For the last year and a half, he has been the head coach at L.A. Pierce Junior College, as well as the owner of W2W Print. Please welcome into the Net Live for the first time, Lance Walker. Lance. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's happening? Boy, you know, I, I'm learning something new about you here. A teacher? Really? Yeah. Middle and high and school? Def- yeah. I, uh, well, you know, I, I uh, when I was uh, playing overseas, when I, come, when I came home, um, I would uh, substitute teach for LAUSD. And, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a city section kid. And, um, you know, I, uh, I went to North Hollywood High School. And uh, so when I got to kind of come back, uh, you know, I, I'd pick up PE classes. Uh, I, uh, I also uh, went to school. At the, I was at the North Hollywood Zoo Magnet. Um, so I was actually would go back and uh, kind of, you know, help, help out some of the science classes over there as well. So I've got, uh, you know, it, it was pretty fun, you know, and uh, and kind of, you know, kept, kept me active. Um, and, you know, and it was, uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, how was it being, being that substitute? Substitute is a tough spot. You know, it, it keeps you on your toes. Um, you got to really come up with creative ways to keep the kids active. I mean, I remember when I was, uh, you know, a student, and, you know, of course, everybody knows, hey, when the substitute teacher's there, you're like, sweet, free day. So I, I had to come up with, like, fun games, uh, you know, to play to get the kids to get their work done because, you know, if you don't get their work done and you don't get called back, and, and you know, and that's what the teacher needs, you know, I mean, you, you got to kind of stay on schedule. So I came up with, like, fun games like uh, Walker Ball, um, which was a uh, I set up a Nerf basketball hoop uh, in the classroom, and uh, basically I'd set up you know two teams with uh, you know between the, the class and 
you know, we'd go through the, the lesson activity and give a, you know, give a kid a question. If they got it right, then they got to step up to the line, and there was like a, you know, either a, a one-pointer, a three-pointer, or you could go all the way back to the end of the classroom and get a ten-pointer, and they'd shoot for one shot and, you know, try to score something for their team. And it was, uh, it kept them active, and, you know, every once in a while, a kid would hit a ten-pointer, and, you know, the class would just absolutely erupt and just go crazy. So, and, you know, and then, you know, they're calling back down, but, it was, uh, you know, it was, it, got, it kept them active, it kept them paying attention, and, uh, you know, it, it got the work done. So that was, uh, you know, but again, substitute teaching. My hat's off to all those teachers out there that, you know, that, that do that. It's, um, you know, it's you really got to be creative and you got to be on your toes every day because, you know, you never know what, what call you're going to get about 5 a.m. when, you know, when, when somebody calls in sick. So yeah. is going six five two twenty helpful in substitute teaching? Mm-hmm. It, yes, it is definitely um, when you're working like the middle schools um, and you're working like the high schools, you know, the inner city and kind of the, you know, the, the, the rougher the rougher areas, um, you know, the, the physical presence uh, walking in a classroom, uh, definitely it helps. You know, you, I don't think I've had a kid really talk back to me. Um, you know, guys, guys are, you know, even the knuckleheads, they, they stay in line when you're, when you're that tall. So, you know, that was definitely an advantage. And then, you know, the PE classes, it was nice. I could, you know, I could dunk on the kids and, and that was fun as well. So, you know. <laughs> Just dunk on middle schoolers. <laughs> you got to do it, you know. Hey. <laughs> you quit popping off from a tomahawk you. <laughs> I love it. Well, let me take you back to your playing days. For those that don't know, Lance, you ended up at L.A. Pierce Junior College. First of all, how did you end up at L.A. Pierce? People get there in a variety of different ways. It's where I went to junior college, and I got there in kind of a weird way. But what had you land under the guise of Big Daddy Ken Stanley? Yeah, I, I think it was, um, you know, uh, I'd have to say sometimes things happen for a reason, you know. And um, I went to North Hollywood. I, I was a basketball player. I played basketball pretty much, you know, my whole life. And, um, you know, I, I, I picked up volleyball um, the last, really, last year to, to two years of high school. Uh, they had a volleyball team. And, uh, you know, it was either that or run track. And I didn't really like running. And I enjoyed, you know, team sports. And so, you know, I decided to kind of, you know, hang out and, and play some volleyball in the off seasons. And uh, I thought they were great complementary sports, you know, the footwork, you know, jumping. Uh, it was also a non-contact sport, so my coach didn't have to worry about me getting injured, which was nice, um, you know, for basketball. And, uh, and then when I, when I came to Pierce, um, they didn't have a basketball team. They had a volleyball team. And uh, I, I saw, you know, I saw the, on this post that was in the back offices, it said tryouts at uh, 6.30 a.m., um, you know, in the gym the next day. And I was like, man, 6.30 a.m., that's pretty early. And, uh, but, you know, I, I decided, hey, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, try, I'll, you know, try it out. They don't have a basketball team, and, you know, I still want to play sports. And, uh, you know, I walked in the gym, and, you know, I have to say, Ken, I was definitely a basketball player. I had four pairs of shorts on. You know, I had a cutoff shooting shirt. You know, I had my high tops, no socks. You know, I mean, that was, you know, I, I definitely, uh, you know, came in, and, and I just was probably the worst player um, you know, I was goofy footed. I, I couldn't swing a ball. I mean, I, I literally would just jump up, palm the ball and just throw it down. Um, you know, and it, I mean, it, it was just kind of one of those things. And, um, I think I was just really fortunate. Um, and, and the timing of really my, 
of kind of going through the volleyball process from beginning to, you know, to end. Um, I, I was really blessed that I was able to be in a gym with great teachers. Um, and Ken Stanley being, you know, one of the great teachers, um, you know, we, we know him as Big Daddy um, because he just is a, he's a father to us all. That's all his Bahamas. And, you know, he, he was coaching here for about 25 years. Um, you know, he took over, uh, I think he took over the program in 1975. And I was kind of at the, the tail end of, you know, his, um, you know, of his coaching career. He was kind of more helping out. Uh, the head you coach drove him out? Yeah, I, actually, no. He, he, was already, he was already pretty much retired before I got there. So, you know, but he was still <laughs> helping out because it was, it was actually Turhan Douglas and Dave Smith were, were the head coaches and the assistant okay. coach, and, you know, th- those are two Brahmas, uh, great Brahmas, and, um, you know, and, and Big Daddy was there, and he, and he was there to help out, and uh, I, I think one of, the, one of the great and most humbling uh, things that he said was after tryouts, you know, he brought me into the office, you know, where, where I'm sitting right now, which is kind of cool, and, uh, and he says, you know, uh, you're not much, and when I say that, I'm really giving you a lot. And you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, they, you know, Ken, Ken really, he, he, he tell you how it is. You know, whether whether you want to hear it or not, he's going to tell you. You know, this is this is where you stand. Uh, you know, and this is where this is what you need to do um, if you want to be successful. You know, and and that you know came with the stuff off the court and on the court. Uh, and he was just, you know, um, he was just a great mentor, you know, and, and still to this day, you know, I, I saw him at the Santa Barbara game. We went up to Santa Barbara and uh, played at Santa Barbara City. You know, he came to our game, and, you know, even now, you know, I'll, I'll call him up and, you know, I'll ask him questions. And, um, you know, Mar- Marv Dunphy, another Brahma, you know, he would say that, you know, Ken Stanley, he's, he's the Brahma's moral compass. And uh, he, he's just a, he's just a, you know, just, just a great guy, and, and uh, he built a, an awesome program. And it was a great starting point for me. You know, I was, I was just really happy that, um, you know, that, that I was able to, to learn volleyball, to, to learn, you know, his, I guess his things were, you know, you got to be early to be on time. If, if you're five yep. minutes early, you're late, you know that. And, uh, yep. you know, any job, big or small, do it right or don't do it at all. You know, got us to work hard. Um, you know, you, you'd be humble. You keep your head down. You grind. And, um, you know, with, with those those standards that, you know, he really implemented into us, you know, in training and, you know, just, just keeping us, I think, just humble Brahmas, it was, um, you know, it, 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 it's, I, I definitely have those traits, um, you know, and, and I still, you know, set those standards now, you know, and even though I'm not a player and, you know, now working on, you know, businesses and, you know, or, or working for other companies, you know, like Gold Medal Squared or Mars Camps, you know, it's just, you know, you, you come in, you, you work hard, you do your job and, um, you know, and it's, it, I'm just very, um, you know, it's very, very blessed and very fortunate um, to, to be able to be in the gym, you know, with him. And, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm holding the torch and it's, um, I never would have expected, you know, that, you know, coming to Pierce that, one day I'd actually be a, a, one, I guess, a volleyball player, and you know, and, and two, ha, you know, have have the the career that I had, um, and now coaching, and and now and now really my yeah. my goal is to just you know I, ho- I hope guys can do the same thing, you know, and, and it's, yeah. it's kind of cool, it's kind of cool. Yeah, the big daddy stuff. I've passed some of that on. My kids will say you have to be early to be on time, and that's where that comes from. But uh, oh, yeah. hey, Lance, <laughs> speaking of your playing career, all right, give me your uh, your all time kills record at Pierce. What was your match high? This is old well, school volleyball we, um, too. This is not rally era, right? So yeah, so this was this was uh, this is this dates me now. So yeah, we're getting older, right? So uh, yeah, this was in side out scoring, and uh, we were. Uh, what year? It was my third year. Uh, third year. This was in 2000 when we won the state championship, and um, we 
Uh, my, I redshirted my first year because, once again, I was, I was pretty raw. And then my second year, I played middle. Um, and then my third year, I got moved out to opposite. And um, yep. that was under Greg Vernovich um, and Mark Lee and uh, Charles Gage. They were the coaches during that time. And, um, and, and we, uh, the year before that, in 99, we lost to Golden West. Uh, and I think Golden West had five years in a row that, of a, a pretty impressive run um, of, of state championships. And, uh, we, yeah, it might have started against again. me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> it was that was they had some pretty amazing players, you know, that went through that program and uh, no, they and didn't. Uh, and then in yeah, and then in 2000 we um, uh, we met we met Golden West again in the state finals and um, you know it went five sets. Uh, we went down, I think, the first set. Um, it was uh, I want to say it was 15 or 13 15 Golden West, and then we came back. We won the next one, I think, 15 13, and uh, and then we just got absolutely just smoked uh, in the third set. We I think it, I want to say it was like 15 3 or 15 4. I mean it was uh, they 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 kind of they went after it, and then in the fourth set we really battled, and uh, I think the final score there because there was a point cap at 17. Um, we we got locked in at 16 16, and we must have gone around about eight rotations and. Um, you know, it was uh, Bo Daniels was my setter at the time, and he kind of looked at me and says, "Hey, man, I'm going to set every ball. And I'm like, hey, just do it. You don't have to tell me that. You know, that's a lot of pressure. Just do it. Like, well, you know, we're, we're here." And uh, and uh, I, I think what ended up happening is, you know, it was just we were we were going side out after side out after side out, and uh, finally, uh, you know, there was just you know one play. I think there was an overpass, and Ryan Murdoch, our our six foot middle, uh, just a beast of a man, and goes up and and just hits this overpass and and we win uh 17 uh 16 and, and we went into the fifth set and um we, we ended up winning i think it was 15 9 in the fifth set and it was just i think it was one of those games that was about two and a half hours and you know three hours long and uh it's just an, an absolute grinding battle and uh you know during in, in that game I, I had 62 kills and we won the state championship and and that was you know that was my last game that I played for Pierce College, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool, and uh, probably to this day, you know, the best the best game, um, you know, that that I've ever been a part of, you know, and played with. But it's uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was really cool, and and then you know, Pierce, we went on a, a run of uh, three years after that, uh, we won state championships. So it was pretty it, it was pretty neat. It was a, it was a really good time, I think, for the Brahmas and. Uh, you know, is a lot of hard work that was put into to get to that point, and uh, I think we just had a, a great team. You know, from Bo as a setter, we had a, a libero, James Tarouk, who uh, took a ball off the face in the middle of the game. I, you know, had a bloody nose. I, I don't even think he remembered that we won the state championship until about two months later when he came to. But you know, he ran off the sideline. He put some cotton in his nose, ran right back in. He's like, "Let's go!" You know, and it was just. It was just one of those games, and it's just a, a team victory, you know, all the way around. And um, but just uh, just a hard-fought battle. And again, you know, back back to the, you know, you got to work hard to, you know, to, you know, back to Big Daddy stuff. You know, it's, uh, you know, those things they come through. You know, and, and uh, it's, it was pretty cool. It was really cool. So that was my, it's that in a nutshell. You know, or you know, that was a, uh, pretty much a Pierce days, you know, for me, which is pretty pretty neat. That's a, a large nutshell. You uh, you go yeah, to Pepperdine, yeah. <laughs> and you play at Pepperdine yeah. for a couple of years. You have an opportunity to play for Mark Dunphy and then go to the international game. What what did you take from your international career that you've brought back to, to business and to coaching? Um, I would say the on the international side, um, you know, I, I was kind of a – 
Well, you know, I played in a, a lot of different countries. Um, I had uh, I was the first uh, American with Colin McMillan um, to sign in Turkey, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, and experience that culture. Um, I played there for three years, and uh, you know, in Greece, and um, you know, and, and also in Belgium, and Switzerland, and, and I think really um, the being able to live in another country, uh, to be able to absorb the, um, the cultural aspect of it, not to be there as a tourist, but to really live there, um, and, and to, um, you know, um, I guess, uh, it, it, there's something there's something a little bit different, you know. And each each culture, I think, in this world, or each country in this in this world and culture, has really something unique uh, that sets them apart. And um, and and really kind of coming back, you know, to our melting pot of the USA, um, you know, and and and, and bringing those things back. Um, it's I think I was just kind of I was very blessed that I was able to see the world. Um, I was very blessed that I was able to um, experience a lot of you know different cultures that come back. One of my best friends is Turkish that I actually played here at Pierce uh, Ozerskaya, and uh, you know it's it humbling to be able to go live in his country and experience his cultures. You know while, while he did the same over here. Um, you know I, I think the um, we're we're all we're all the same people, you know, and um, it's um, yeah. That's what you take away from it at the end, huh? You no matter where you, you go, really everybody are. wants the same it doesn't thing. Doesn't matter. It's 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 amazing, Kevin. Like we uh, when I was in uh, when I was in Istanbul, um, and uh, I think it was 2003. Uh, we we had a we had a bombing that went off, and uh, it was the uh, I think a. Um, I think it was a British bank, a consulate, and a Jewish synagogue got hit. And we were warming up in the gym, and we were just we we just finished running around and we were stretching. And the the bank was probably about maybe a half a mile to a mile away from our gym. And I mean, it was so close we felt the percussion blast go through the gym and like through our chest. And you know, I, I looked around and you know I looked at the you know we had a Canadian guy on our team and um, this guy Jason and and Colin and we kind of looked at each other and were like man that's that was that was pretty close you know, and when we got we got back home, uh, you know we walked back home after practice the the community that was there um, stopped us and they said hey you know Americans like. We want to let you know that these these are not Turks. Like these are these are bad people. We hate this just as much as you do. You know, you if you guys want to if you guys you know don't want to leave your house, you want to go to the market. We'll go to, we'll bring the food to you. You know, if if you want, you know, if if you want a, a meal, you know, or dinner or something, we'll we'll deliver it to you. You know, if if you don't, you know, if you need anything, please, we're we're here to help you. Um, you know, don't you know, don't worry. You guys are safe. We'll keep you safe. And you know, it was, it was really something that was clo- that really touched my heart, and it was something that was just like, you know, it's um, it, it was something special. You know, it was it was the fact that it was just like, you know, even here you have you know in California we got earthquakes. You know, people come together, and you know, whenever something like that you know or you know goes on, it, it's you really see the true people. You know, and um, and it, it was I thought that was really nice, and that was an experience that you know it it was a it was kind of an eye-opening thing that, you know, hey, you know, this was in our backyard, but at the same time, it was, you know, it was something that was like, you know, these, these are just, these are people just like us, you know, and, um, you know, they, no matter what, I think when, when things go bad, there's just goodness in, in, in everyone, and, um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes bad things have to happen in order yeah. for that to be extracted, um, yep. but I, I really, I really had a, I thought it was just a, a really nice gesture, of something that, you know, I will always, you know, be very thankful for i had a amazing time in istanbul um you know and this was probably the first 
I want to say a month and a half or two months that I was there. And, you know, and I lived there for, you know, nine months. And, and then I, I continued. I went back there for two more seasons and played there, you know, afterwards. And it was, you know, I, I think it was really the response of my community that I was living in. And, and, I, and I always try to be a good, you know, a, a, you know, a good, I guess, diplomat of my, of you know, of the USA as well when I went there. You know, give out, you give yeah, out pins, yeah. you give out T-shirts. I mean, they love that stuff. It goes right. a long way. And, and just to be thankful. So, yeah, it was a... Uh, I think just uh, people are people, you know, wherever you go. And uh, I, I really, I got you know, I think that was probably one of the biggest things that I took back from, uh, you know, from living overseas. And just, you know, you be kind, you get it back. It's great. All right, so you come back now. You've retired as a player. Mm-hmm. You're no longer doing that. You're coaching. But you've also been involved in the, the sportswear side of things. Tell me about the launching of, of sportswear companies and providing the clothing that players practice in. Yeah, I um, we uh, I, I started um, I, I started kind of uh, when I came back from you know I, I guess you're talking to Reed right and Reed was saying hey you know I'm a player and I'm trying to figure out you know what, what am I going to do when I'm done and I think that's one of the things that uh, us us players when you do come back it's like okay now that that part of my life is over and um, you know what am I going to do now you know I still got about two thirds or more of my life to you know to to give back and um, you know what's my niche now that I'm no longer you know a player like I used to be called Lance Skywalker and now I'm kind of you know just Lance Walker again you know my the, the hops are going away as you get older and you know, the body kind of Jeremy still thinks down, you should so. be in Star Wars <laughs> I love it <laughs> so yeah. So it's um I, when I came back I um you know I was teaching um which I really love doing uh, and I still do that I, I consider myself a coach and teaching and um but I, I also noticed that a lot of my friends um, who are coaches um you know they they needed uniforms and they needed t-shirts and you know and so um I my father uh, is a graphic design artist and um you know I started to learn the programs and um you know kind of growing up in that field I, I started to do a lot of graphic art and. Um, you know, started designing, and and then you know from there that that turned into some you know making T-shirts, and then I went out and started you know looking at uh, different technologies of how to print these graphics on garments and different fabrics, and uh, you know just kind of was running around and uh, you know found out some cool printing processes, and uh, we started looking at sublimation, which is um, it's kind of this transferring process, uh, which which is really it's it's what you kind of find on a lot of bicycle uniforms. Um, and, um, and, you know, and I wanted to try to find a uniform that wasn't restricting the player. Uh, you know, I remember having those heat press numbers that were on the front of the chest, and, you know, when you slide and hit the ground on certain courts, you just stick, and that's where you get those, you know, split chins and all that stuff. And, I just uh, couldn't and, dive. Know, it had nothing to do with the jersey. I just wasn't very good at diving. <laughs> just a falling tree, right? Just kind of a falling yeah. tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> kind of like yeah, that Geico so, commercial. Oh, here I go. Here I go. Yep, that's it. <laughs> So yeah, so it was. Um, so we started to get into some. You know, I started looking at the sublimation technology, and um, you know, started shaking hands, met some great vendors, and um, you know, and and now you know, we're. I'm, I'm, I'd like to say that I'm I'm creating uniforms and and designing uniforms that are helping. Um, you know the sport and, and not restricting the player, um, and you know at the same time you know creating some graphics. Like I, I just made one for um, uh, the PVL uh, for uh, the Penn Blast. It's uh, out of uh, Penn State. I just created an, uh, their new logo, and um, you know got a call back, and they absolutely loved it. And you know it, it's uh, for me now. It's kind of cool that you know when, when kids are walking around the ASC or 
know, you know, or even even you know, Pierce guys, you know, they're wearing shirts that that I've created and designed, and you know, they they feel good about it, and you know, if they feel good and they're playing good, hey, that's half the game right there, you know. All right, and, Lance. Um, if somebody if somebody wants to get in touch with your company if they need jerseys or shirts, where do they go? Uh, you can go to info. Uh, you send me an email. It's uh, info at w2wprint.com, and it's the number two. So it's w number two wprint. Um, we're working. I have a web store. Uh, I do create web stores as well, um, kind of online web stores um, that that I do a lot of digital print and sublimation printing. Um, and you can and they can check that out at uh, w2wprintshop.com. Uh, um, and that's kind of an example of just some of just a store type that I can create, but. They're, they're real customizable. Um, you know, I, I have a I do it for um, fundraising. Um, I, I like to help out nonprofits. Um, I do a lot of work with the UCLA Johnson Cancer Center Foundation. Uh, we have a store for them. Um, you know, just for donations and um, you know, and, and basically the uh, some of the web stores that I that I also create. It's it, you know, they're they're for uh, programs that are having a hard time fundraising. Um, and, and I'll create a store for them and um, you Sounds know, they like put their markets. Yeah, there you go, right? So, <laughs> and and that's it. You know, if I can if I can help the program out, you know, if if we can keep one more volleyball team out there, um, you know, going, um, you know, I think it's great that the sport's growing right now, um, you know, and, and uh, more kids are playing it, which is just awesome. You know, it, it's done so much for me as a as a player. Um, you know, and I think it's, I just think it's a great sport. There's just great people in this sport. Um, a lot of coaches who really care, you know, not, not so much about winning and losing, but just in life, um, you know, with like Marv and Big Daddy and, uh, you know, and, and they're, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's great to kind of give back, you know, I, I'm, and that's kind of how I feel that what I'm doing right now, you know, I'm, uh, I'm uh, working on my master's right now in coaching and, um, you know, I'm teaching here at Pierce. And it's um, it's it's uh, it's very it's cool. I really, yeah, I'm feeling I've felt my I'm, I'm finding my niche now that I'm no longer a professional you know volleyball player. And, very cool. Um, it's it, yeah, it's real cool, man. It's real cool. Hey, yeah. Lance, thanks for being on here. Before we let you go, just tell us quickly who's going to win the state championship this year. Give me a name. Oh man, uh, you know what? I'm going to have to say, you know, I I I. I, I Hey, I got I can't go against my Brahmas. You know, the, we're hardworking. We're a young team this year, but um, you know, uh, right now uh, Orange Coast is, is looking pretty good. I believe they're undefeated right now, um, and uh, you know, we got a we got a pretty good um, uh, lineup this week um, with uh, SMC and Long Beach um, at home. So it's it's going to be fun. Um, so if you guys can come on out Wednesday, Friday, six o'clock um, at Pierce, um, and uh, and yeah, but I, I think uh, Travis over at uh, OCC. Um, Orange Coast College, they, they're looking good. He's got a good team this year. Um, you know, we played them. He, he, you know, it's, uh, it's, he's, got, he's, he's got some good guys over there, and, and they're good kids too. And they're real humble guys, very respectful. They play the game the right way. Um, I was pretty impressed uh, with, with his team so far. And, and so, awesome. I, I, yeah, yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll see. You know, it's going to come down to the playoffs. It's anybody's game once you get to the playoffs, and uh, it should be pretty cool. So, and before we go, Kevin, I know I talk a lot, but uh, – Hey, um, I want to uh, I want to kind of give you a congratulations uh, for being inducted into the Hall of Fame um, over here, and so Thank you. I, I think it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, you know, Big Daddy, Marv Dunphy. You know, now uh, now we're gonna have uh, you, and I think uh, the team of '92, and, and also uh, Bob Samuelson is also gonna be uh, in you know uh, in that class as well. So. Um, congratulations, man, and uh, and thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Tell Rick I said hello. Uh, he was a he was a volunteer assistant over at Pepperdine when I was over there. Great guy. 
Um, and uh, I think it's you know, it's great what he's doing up there with the with fundraising his golf tournament too. So I'm, uh, I got to work on that game now. <laughs> cool. Hey, thanks for the nomination, Lance, and thanks for the time here today. Good luck the rest of the year. Hope the Brahmas do well and take out OCC. I I have no love for OCC. I know. I know. Ooh, go Brahmas. <laughs> they, you know it. <laughs> they ruined our perfect season. All right. I know. Lance, I know. <laughs> thanks, man. We'll talk to you. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate it, man. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. W2W Print, if you want to get something made, talk to Lance Walker about it. I'm going to talk to him about my custom T-shirt push here. My own, personal. Personal. Kevin I want to Barn. wear my own custom T-shirts Kevin all the time. Barn, uh, yeah, it'll just be, it'll just say t-shirt. Barnett on them all the time. Nice. Yeah. Purple T-shirts, most most assuredly purple T-shirts. Say Barney. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Lance Walker, I'm glad he said that at the end. I know I talk a lot. Yes, Lance, but great job here on the show. Great information 62 from him. 62 kills. 62 in a five-set match. My own personal record, 45, twice. 62. Never got 62. Jeremy, what was your record? Not 62. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Ken Stanley quote. You're not much, and when I say that, I'm giving you a lot. (laughs) 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 That's that's one of my all-time favorites. I don't recall Big Daddy saying that to me, but he had some pretty uh, honest things to say to me at my time there, too. Big Daddy Ken Stanley, one of the, uh, the great individuals. May have said this on the program before that he's a better man than he's a volleyball coach. Nice and, and a pretty good volleyball coach, but a, a fantastic man. Uh, and I'm glad to have had the opportunity to have Ken Stanley in my life, and I am honored to be joining him in that Hall of Fame uh, come up, up May time. So, yeah, 62 kills for Lance Walker. I'm also glad to hear that you are instilling in your children to be early. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be early to be on time. Drives me crazy. Uh, I understand LA traffic. <laughs> Yeah. So that gives you like a 10, 15-minute window. you got to prepare for that. I, I, hate I agree. being late. I hate it. It drives me crazy. But when other people are late and it's like on my time, then I yeah. feel like you are disrespecting me. Like I even feel bad. I was driving up to a match, World League match, actually a studio voiceover. And I went up to West L.A. to have lunch with my wife. She was working there at the time. Mm-hmm. And as I'm having lunch, I have, I think it was a 4 o'clock call or 5 o'clock call maybe. You're having in the lunch at noon. As I'm having lunch at noon. Maybe it was a 3 o'clock call because it's closer. But I'm having lunch at noon, noon to 1 or so. I figure, okay, I've got plenty of time. I'll get there an hour before the broadcast. I'll hang out, do a little research. As I'm having lunch, the Sepulveda Pass catches on fire. (laughs) (laughs) So now Uh, the Sepulveda Pass is burning where where you need to go. The 405 is shut down. Now, basically, all you have to do, for those that don't know L.A. geography, I'm on one side of a set of mountains. I need to go to the other side of said mountains. Said mountains that are burning. That are burning. But normally that trip takes from West L.A. to the studio would take me maximum 20 minutes door to door. From the moment I walked out, got in my car, to the moment I walked in the studio door. Yeah. 20 minutes. It took me more than two hours because the freeway is closed and now I've got to take the back roads over the top and they are packed. I just would have drove home. And so I called and I said, I'm late and this and that. And they said, that's cool. But I still feel bad about being late. I hate being And they're late. like, why are you late? And you're like... The mountain is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Not very many people get to say that, Kevin. No, they were cool about it. Oh, I knew I was holding everybody up. I was doing up. my hair. I woke up late. Blah, 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 blah. blah. No, 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 no. The mountain is on fire. The mountain's on fire. Yeah. No, I hate being late. I can't. That stresses I, me out. Yep. Absolutely stresses me out. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Yep. If I'm not 10 minutes early, I'm, I struggle if, with that. If I have a broadcast, I'm on site hour and a half minimum, two hours more like it, previous to the match. Yep. Basketball, this past weekend, Honda Center, I was there two hours early. Having a little Togo sandwich. Hadn't had Togos. Togos. I've never had Togos that I can remember. Man, it was good. 
They'll take your salad, they'll wrap it in a wrap. They're not in the Smoothie King category. <laughs> no. No, they're not pretending to be something they are not. That's what bugs me about Smoothie King the most. You know. We got on the subject again. Oh, we're, the Smoothie King will always be talked about. It's like you're a steakhouse and you somehow pretend that you sell chicken. I don't know. It's not, you're not a smoothie joint. You're a candy bar. Yeah, I'm with you. I, mean, I can't come up with a better comparison. That yeah, was that terrible. Com- <laughs> two weeks in a row, I've had bad comparisons. Can't, can't and I'm going to hear about it later, too. Can't knock it out of the park every time. Oh, man. Can't knock it yeah, out of the park every time. Well, all right. Let's take a short break. We're going to be right back with Jay Hasek here on the Net Live. We're going to talk about the ABCA College Volleyball Weekly. Crazy things going on. It continues to be the up-and-down performance of these teams inside the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. Basically, one game between you being in 10th, or ninth and out of the playoffs, and maybe sixth, or fifth, or if it's two matches, fourth, and all of a sudden you're hosting. Wow. Think about this. Stanford yesterday, yep. coming into that match, they had five five-set losses. If they had won, and yeah. they sit in ninth, if they had won two of them, they were in fifth. If they'd won three of those matches, just three of five, not a crazy number, three of five, maybe six total extra points in a fifth set, they would be third in the MPSF. That's how close it is. Wow. It's gnarly. I can't wait to hear about it. The MPSF, it's gnarly. <laughs> You're welcome, Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. You can use that. New t-shirts. We'll be right back. The Net Live. Well, I'm getting old. Maybe not. Maybe not. Hashtag selfie. Hashtag selfie. <laughs> I'm going to start playing it again.
All right, Jeremy, who is this? The Wild Feathers. You would not have heard this before. Probably nope. nobody on listening has heard this before because they're fairly new. Are they available? Online, iTunes. The Wild Feathers. Saw them live Wednesday night, thanks to Nicole Ray. Ooh. Yeah. Way to go, Ray. Yep. Troubadour. She's pretty good to you. She is. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> there is. There's some good t-shirt recommendations going on in the chat board right now. Texas Troll really wants a purple shirt. <laughs> it says, I love Barney on the back. Yep. <laughs> and I suggested maybe one that says, in Barney we trust. Oh, that'd be good. And then he said, or Barney loves Smoothie King. <laughs> <laughs> Barney plus Smoothie King equals match made in heaven. That's too long. Barney plus Smoothie King equals perfect. I don't know. Crazy delicious? It could be like a Run DMC shirt where it says Barney on top with a heart and then Smoothie King underneath <laughs> it. You know, in that in the Run DMC format. I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to get? One of my custom t-shirts should be the Ghostbusters symbol and Smoothie King. Smoothie ah. King with the Ghostbusters over it. You are never going to be, what is it, Brooklyn? What arena is it? It's the Smoothie King Stadium now? That's in New Orleans, New Orleans. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Pelicans. Oh, Pelicans. They have so many things going wrong with them. <laughs> Called the Pelicans. They have Smoothie King as their sponsor. Smoothie King all. Stadium. Like, can you ever really call it Smoothie King Stadium? God, I hope not. Smoothie King. It's embarrassing. Sean Manzi. Barney plus Smoothie King equals great thighs. <laughs> Freaking Smoothie King. Ugh. You're not. You're not a smoothie shop. Do not even have it in your name, Smoothie King. You're even saying you're the best smoothie shop because you're the Smoothie King. If who, it said, if it said Milkshake King, if it said Sugar. Cup of Death King, Sugar that would make more sense to me. Diabetes in a cup. Diabetes King, that would be fine. So in other words, to go above King, you'd have to be Smoothie God. Is that what you're saying? That would be Jamba. Jamba Juice? God of Smoothies. Jamba Juice isn't exactly much better. So. Well, it is, a, it is well, better. You can get the all fruit I don't, ones, but they're yeah. still... I don't go ice cream there. Protein ice berry where? workout. Ice cream where? Jamba Juice? Yeah, they have oh, like the non-fat yogurt. They also no, have the non-fat I've yogurt. I discovered Robex. That's that's the new one. Well, well, you want to know what's in? Here. All right, here's here's my recommendation for a healthy make your own at smoothie. home smoothie <laughs> at home. This is what I have. Okay. Here we go. This is what this is what you need. You throw in a handful of ice. No weather report today, but your smoothie recipe. <laughs> handful of ice. Yeah. Now you have to have planned ahead because you have to buy. A boatload of bananas. It looks silly at the market. I'm not going to lie. Going through with four bunches of bananas. They're like, what the hell are you doing? Four bunches of bananas. You take them home. You peel them all into Ziploc bags. Throw them in the freezer. You've got to do that a day in advance. Frozen bananas. About one to two bananas worth. Okay? Now, we're talking like a 64-ounce smoothie here. We're talking full yeah, post-workout meal. A lot. Yeah, but we're talking like you better be pumping some iron. It, maybe go one banana and a little bit less ice. Maybe a half a cup of ice or a cup of ice. So if we, let's go smaller. Cup of ice, because nobody nobody wants to drink a smoothie like I want to drink a smoothie. Yeah. Cup of ice. They don't need the big gulp size smoothie. They're right. drinking. Well, yeah, it's it's two of these basically. A lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a big gulp. I have big gulp cups that people have left at my home that I use. Cup of ice. One whole banana. Uh huh. Probably go teaspoon, not tablespoon. Heaping tablespoon. <laughs> Of unsalted raw almond butter, okay, vanilla protein powder, or regular protein powder without the vanilla if you can find it. I can't find it. Whey only, please. No soy. Jay Hasek on the message board said, Barney, quote, can I please have the hot tub size smoothie? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, because every time you say big gulps, I want to go big gulps. Yeah. <laughs> now you need a greens. You need a greens powder. You got to get some greens powder, powder. Get some kale. Throw some lettuce in there. I don't have a Vitamix yet. No, well, I haven't dedicated six hundred fifty dollars. Casa de Rocher Ray, and you'll have a Vitamix. I have burned through multiple blenders. Oh yeah. <laughs> I killed one last week. I had to go back to the old motor, new top. I am on the verge of Just buy the Vitamix. Vitamix. <laughs> I'm hoping for my fortieth birthday. Somebody takes care of me. Thanks for listening, Arian Barnett. On so that's. Where are we here? Greens powder. Don't like the powder, but continue. Mix it all up with yep. almond milk. Not soy milk. Stay away from the soy. It's bad for you. Almond milk. Yes, guys, you do not need soy. Women, too, for that matter. Grind it. You'll. Lo- it's maybe an acquired taste. It's not, you know, but it's good because it's not sweet. Squeeze some lemon in there. We'll take any of the bitterness out of it. Now, I've gone, You're from, welcome. I've gone from using apple juice as a base when I was younger because I didn't know better. Almond milk. And orange juice, which is super sweet, to soy milk, which is still quite sweet. And I don't like what soy does. I, I'm not a big fan of soy anymore. I Almond avoid milk. it completely. Almond milk. Almond milk's very good. Very good. Very neutral flavor. You can put whatever else you want in there and put some flavor. Now, you can throw in some strawberries. You can throw in some blueberries if you want a little, a little sweetness in there. But there's my simple smoothie. That's what I have for lunches. That sounded a lot Here's less your simple... simple. <laughs> XXXL bowl of smoothie that Kevin is drinking. Here's what I do. Big handful of ice, okay? About two bananas. Two bananas. We're starting over again on this recipe? Scoop and a half of protein, whole thing of greens, and about probably three quarters of of one of those little boxes of almond milk. It's it's a lot. You are spending a crap ton of money at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Let's get to uh, college football Jeez. loosely here. But that's what I'm saying. You got to, you know, take care of your body. I do take care of my body. I haven't played nine years, six and a half percent body fat. There you go. It's oh. impressive. Deal with it. You know what I'm doing? A lot of for... eye rolling happening in this place. You know, right it's now? genetics, though. It's not just me. I'm going meatless march. Meatless march? Yeah. Sounds like you're going to lose weight, buddy. So far, so good. And just to see if I can. I basically. Your clothes won't fit anymore. So I basically don't. We don't have any meat in my house, anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you here. work out, right? Yes, Kevin. How are you going to work out and not eat meat? You don't need... Protein I can get, powder? You can get protein from... Well, think about all the vegetables you can get protein from. Yeah, but quinoa. you... Yeah. Yeah. You don't need meat, Kevin. Protein from quinoa. You turn this, into a preteen vegan, it's going to get... No, no, I'm not. No, I, I'm not preteen at all. This I'm is just starting want, to sound like super colon blow. That's what it's no. starting to sound like. I just want people to really... Every, everybody I tell this, they're like, oh, where, where are you getting your protein from? You can get your protein from I'm 9 million other places. I guess Tony Gonzalez is the, uh, the example there. But he has a chef. I mean, you still have to do this on your own. Oh, Nicole is my chef. Oh, <laughs> good for you. Oh. Bravo, Nicole Ray. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. No, sorry. Sorry, Jay. Let's get to Jay. All right, here we go. In association with an association, we here at the Net Live bring you AVCA College Volleyball Weekly. It's just fun now. An update on what has happened and a look forward to what will be in the world of collegiate volleyball. And right now, it's all about the men. It is midseason, kind of the dark days. It's kind of like October for the women, where you can't quite see the end, but you don't remember the start. So, things get interesting, and we have a lot of wins and losses by teams you wouldn't necessarily expect but that's in the MPSF. I'm not sure about the EVA or the MIVA. We'll talk to Jay about that right now. Our own correspondent, Jay Hosick, is in town. He's not surfing in Belize, and he is upset about it, but he has agreed to give us some time here. Jay. 
Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? By the way, this is the day that I really miss being in studio when we just start going off topic about smoothie kings and about what you're putting in your juice and what you're putting in your smoothies. And I, and I for one, Barney, I, I don't believe I got it written down. Would you please explain again what you put in your smoothies? I, I just want to make sure I get it. Yeah, can I get the exact sizes? I'm just going to a giant yeah. handful. A giant handful is the size of like uh, five cupfuls. Now, I've even changed what I put in smoothies since I made them for you and Dustin since Abel. You, since you told us five minutes ago? No, since I made I'm, it for you I'm and Dustin Abel. To I took the yogurt. I'm going to need 128 bananas and 14 <laughs> bunches of parsley. And just make sure it's 175 bananas. Let's, let's make sure. So 220 milliliter smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic stuff. By the way, before I get started, a shout-out to Lance Walker. Uh, I'm the guy that he did the logo for for the PVL. He did great work. I highly recommend him. Uh, this is my, my reference letter to anybody who's listening who's thinking about getting stuff done. If he does some really nice designs and his uniforms are good, give him a call if you guys are in need. Uh, he, he's good stuff there. So get, not, he's not paying me any money. I'm not getting any free press from him. He did good work for me. So bring it forward. I just throw it in there, too. He did our dig pink shirts at Kenyon one year as well. Pretty awesome. There you right go. On. There you yeah. go. Lance Walker, Brahma, extraordinaire. All right, Jay, I want to ask you about this match first because I did it last night. And if your stat line for your setter looks like this, eight kills on 11 attempts, 42 assists, a couple of service pressures, no aces, six digs, and three blocks, seems to me you're going to win. James Shaw came down, and do you think he was trying to make a statement against SC and Micah Christensen, because Micah Christensen has spent some time on the national team and played exceptional, and we haven't seen James Shaw there just yet. Well, having coached both of them on the junior national team last year, uh, they were they were our uh, you know part of the team until Micah decided to go with the senior team. No, you know, decided. I, I, yeah, I think James uh, is a is a really good young setter. I think he's still figuring that position out. No, and, and by all means, I'm not saying that the kid's terrible. The kid's really good, but he had some some things that he needed to work on to make himself a little bit more consistent. And so credit to him, credit to his coaches Shibuya and uh, and Costi. You know, they're probably working with the kid a little bit and getting him some time and you know some reps and. You know, when you're six seven or six eight and you jump that well, you're going to get some kills. You're going to be an active setter. I don't think there's a, a setter that tall in the country that wasn't that active. So, uh, you know, credit to him. And, and, you know, I know you're segueing into this. It was upset Friday out there back uh, out west. So, you know, lots of good matches this weekend to watch. Yeah, there were a lot of crazy matches to watch. And just one more thing on James Shaw. He was on point with his location as well. He was really putting the ball on the money. It wasn't just about the kills. It was also about the assists. He made some wonderful choices and played one of the best matches I've seen out of him this year. And we've seen him quite a few times on Pac-12 Network. We'll see him a couple well, more times as the season goes on as well. Like I said, he's a great kid. I believe it was his birthday last week as well, so happy belated birthday, James. You know, when I was watching him set for the last couple of years with the junior team, he looked like, you know when you watch Shaquille O'Neal trying to throw, uh, throw free throws and his hand, you know, would go around the basketball like it was a softball? And it right. was really tough to make any shots. That's kind of what James looked like when he would set. The ball would look so tiny in his hand. I've got to imagine, if you had to set, you know, a softball, Barney, we'd have, we'd have some trouble with that. So James is figuring out some touch, and he's getting some good location now, and, and more power to him. He's a great kid. He knows the game really, really well. 
obviously, you know, his father, you know, being Don Shaw and having won all those titles at Stanford. His sister just finished her career at St. Mary's. You know, it's a volleyball family. I, I think the kid's seen a little bit of volleyball in his days. And, and like I said, just a, just a neat kid all the way around. I'm glad he had a good weekend. Yeah, I said for a while it, with Jack and his free throws, if you had to take a 16-inch softball and shoot that, it's a lot more difficult. That's basically what Jack is doing with a basketball because his hand is that big. You mentioned upset Friday. Uh, Stanford took out Pepperdine. That was an upset. That's number 10, taking out number 4, 3-1, pretty handily. But also out there, uh, Jay, in the EIVA, the EVA, it was you guys losing to Ohio State 3-1. They're 14, you were 12, and now you find yourself at 14. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, uh, you know, we beat Ohio State the first couple times we saw them this year in 3-0, and, and we felt pretty confident going into the match. And, you know, we go into the first game, things looked pretty good. We ended up winning it pretty handily, and then we're up by, you know, five or six points in the second, and the wheels just started to come off a little bit in our guys, and, and next thing you know, you know, credit to Ohio State, they stuck strong and, and just kept playing volleyball, and they ended up beating us in four at their place, and that's, you know, that's, a, a, I think, part for what's going on around the country. When you look at what happened in the NPSF last week, the week started out with Santa Barbara going 3-0 against UCLA, and that's, you know, not necessarily, you know, it's not the bottom of the, of, of the NPSF beating the top, but it's, it was a week of higher-ranked teams, or I'm sorry, lower-ranked teams beating higher-ranked teams on Friday. When you have that match starting off the week, you have Stanford beating Pep in four. You have Long Beach beating BYU in four. Then you have Irvine beating Hawaii in four. Uh, you know, and then the next day it goes on, and, and you, you got Stanford beating USC, and you got UC Irvine beating Hawaii again in five. You know, Hubbard goes three uh, beats Princeton again for the second time after Princeton had a big win against us. I mean, it's just it was all over the place, and you know that's just that's and and then IPFW unranked beating Ohio State three to two early in the week before we saw them. So right. you know, you, you mentioned the dog days of the season, and and you know some teams. You know, it, it's absolutely true. You kind of get into the grind of coach volleyball recruits. Um, scout, go to sleep, wake up, play coach volleyball, recruit, scout, go to sleep. It's kind of the grind. And the kids are, you know, they're stuck in it just as much as anybody else. And the teams, the teams that are able to keep that focus throughout the day in practice and bring it on in the weekends and, and get excited to get into the teams that usually are going to be more successful. So, you know, I don't think, I don't think that this means anything in particular this last weekend, except that it's anybody's game still. It doesn't matter who you are. Somebody is going to be able to beat you on any given night, and that's, that's got to be exciting for volleyball fans. I mean, you mentioned earlier the MPSF, if you win a match or lose a match, next thing you know, you're going to be out of the hunt. And if you look at their top eight teams, you know, the top two teams are okay, 13-2 and two and 12-4. and four, That's BYU and Long Beach. But UCSB is 11-5. and five. The ninth-place team right now is Hawaii, and they're 9-7. and seven. That's two matches within each other, and everybody's still got a number of weeks left in their season. And so it's going to come down to the wire for a lot of those teams of who's going to be able to pull it out. I mean, Hawaii was fourth, and now they're all the way down at ninth. And, well, eighth, type rate with Stanford. And they had a big weekend the weekend before beating UCLA both times. And then Irvine comes in, and next thing you know, they lose both those matches, and they, it knocks them back down. So... It was an exciting week of volleyball, that's for sure. 
Yeah, no doubt. And anything can happen inside the MPSF. And UC Santa Barbara has been, as we mentioned before, it's kind of a schizophrenic team. The one night they'll come out and destroy somebody, and the next night they'll come back and, and really struggle. And you wonder who they are. And, and that can be said for a lot of teams. When you look at the stats for USC, their overall season stats, you tend to wonder, how are they winning all these matches? Then when you look at Stanford, <laughs> at Stanford you look at their stats, you go, how are they losing all these matches? I'm not right, quite sure how right. it's happening. The stats, it's like, it reminds me in a larger form of a match where you look at the stat sheet after the match and you go, well, we won every statistical category except the score. How did that happen? Yeah, and, you know, I, last week, I think the big story last week that was on the talk of everybody was John Sparrow kicking his team out of practice. And it was the first time he's ever done that. And, and I don't know about you, Barney, but when I was at Irvine Valley, there were a number of times that I would kick a team out of the gym because they weren't performing the way that you want them to. And, you know, I, I don't think that that's necessarily a big deal. I think it's just for us sending a message to his team that it's unacceptable for them to not work hard in practice. You know, this is a gift. This is a privilege. This isn't a right. And for whatever reason, I don't know what was going on in his gym. It's obviously his decision. But for whatever reason, he didn't like what he saw. And he gave them a warning, and they continued to do it. Next thing you know, he's like, hey, get out. Did that ruin the team for the weekend? I'm not so sure. No. I, I don't. No. I don't think that that's necessarily the, the, the be all end all of their existence. If kicking your team out of the gym means that they're not going to play well the next time, well then you got other issues. And I think John's team responded pretty well to that. You know, Vinny uh, Lopes has done a really good job of following men's volleyball and writing up on it. And I got a message from him uh, just yesterday saying that it's interesting how the MPSF beating up on each other all over the place has the potential for a non-West Coast team to get that second at-large bid. And right now, IPFW and Lewis are both in contention. And for those of you that know Vinny, he's a number country. He likes to go out there, he takes all the criteria, and he puts things together. You know, that, that could be a big deal later on down the line. If the MPSF continues to go the way it's going now, you know, the bottom couple of teams are kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're not doing so well, but everybody else is beating right. up on everybody else. All right, but, Jay, do me a favor. Put Ohio State or Ball State or those teams, put them into the MPSF right now. Where are they going to be? Well, let's see. Uh, let they me, have to let play these matches. They have to play these matches day in and day out. You know, right now I'd probably put them at about seventh, uh, you know, behind SC and Irvine. I think uh, that, that, that at this year, you know, everybody's up and down depending on the year. I think this year IPFW could be – I would put them be, above Hawaii and Stanford. I would put – I would definitely put IPFW up there. IPFW is a good team, and they're scrappy. Ohio State's struggling a little bit this year. They have, they have some good matches, and they have some bad matches. But on the whole, I think they're still kind of rebuilding. You put that 2011 team in there, and they're in the top three in that conference. So, you know, I think this year that's kind of where they would fit. Uh, Ball State's pretty good. They'd probably be somewhere in the 8-9 range. Um, you know, and they're going to sneak up on some teams and surprise them. Uh, but I definitely think they're better than Northridge, Baptist, Pacific, and San Diego. So it uh, doesn't mean that those teams wouldn't beat them on any certain night, but I think that's where I'd put them right now. Erskine might be better than UC San Diego right now. I'm not sure. We have to have them have a, a battle royale. New poll just yeah. out from the ABCA. Loyola Chicago was idle, so you can't knock them down. They remain at number one. Long Beach State on the strength of that victory over BYU moves themselves into two, BYU in three. UC Santa Barbara. Coming off that good weekend or a good week for fourth place for them, up from seventh. Big, big mover there. 
Pepperdine down to fifth. Stanford up from tenth to sixth. So another big move. Santa Barbara and Stanford yeah. on the move. UCLA sliding precipitously from seventh to fifth. Then you have Irvine, USC, Hawaii, Lewis, IPFW, Ball State, Penn State, Ohio State. All the states once again together. And uh, Jay, you're in 14th, not 12th. But maybe if you get a couple victories, you can get back to your natural level. You said sliding from <laughs> seventh to fifth. Yeah, we've got to get around? back to that comfort Sorry, yeah. fifth to seventh. Okay, yes. okay, just making sure. Sorry, UCLA no, is sliding from fifth to seventh. Yeah. Sorry. Getting, I uh, heard getting, that too, Jeremy. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to call him on that. So. <laughs> I know, it's, it happens. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's going on in the world of volleyball. You want to hear about some upcoming matches that are worth looking at? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I was just looking at Lee's McRae that they lost uh, 3-1 to Erskine. But we're going we're gonna to let that go. And also, I was looking yeah. at the limestone scores now that I'm, I'm interested. Uh, limestone, yeah. limestone facing off with granite, and they won 3-2. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Erskine, Erskine beating limestone, and limestone turning around beating Lee's McRae. And that's a nice little victory for them. Give me your upcoming here. Okay, I got a few here. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push my team in Ohio State. We're both making the trek out west, playing in the afterbank of Long Beach State. Friday night, we play Cal State Northridge, and Ohio State plays Long Beach, and then it's the flip-flop match on Saturday. Should be two exciting matches. Excited to be there. I'm going to be watching George Mason at Loyola. Mason seems to be kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team right now. They, they have a good match, and they have not so good match, and they ended up beating Harvard last weekend, and Harvard went on beating Princeton, and Princeton beat us. So I think there's, you know, if you want to air go that kind of <laughs> that logic, uh, Mason could have a nice weekend there. Uh, Harvard is playing at Ball State. I'm going to be watching that. IPFW is going to be playing uh, also at Ball State this weekend. Uh, I'm going to be looking at Ohio State at Lewis. New program to the uh, to the thing here. UC Merced, coached by Dave Noble, who was a Santa Cruz guy back in the day. Brand-new NAIA team that is uh, going down to play Grand Canyon. That should be exciting to watch. I want to see what's going on there. Uh, I'm going to be watching Pepperdine at UCLA. That's going to be a good match. USC at Santa Barbara. Let's see if Santa Barbara can take care of business where they should. Hawaii at Stanford I'm going to be watching. I'm also going to be watching Pep at Santa Barbara. And the ever-popular USC at UCLA. I believe that's the Kilgore Cup, if I'm not mistaken. You might know that, Barney, but... That's going to be a great match. That's the slate that I will be watching. Anything in particular that excites you? Well, Pep at UCLA excites me because I get paid to go do it. So I will okay. be there watching that. I'm also excited to have Pepperdine on TV for the first time uh, in two seasons that I've been doing stuff for Pac-12 here. It'll be nice to have my home squad out there facing off against UCLA. And I think that's one of the more intriguing matchups because both teams coming off a not-so-good week. And getting your team kicked out of practice, that happens. I don't see why that's a big yeah. deal. People just don't know yeah. that, that that's been going on for a while. And I remember Marv Dunphy on multiple occasions just saying, uh, we're done for today. I have been on the receiving yeah. end of being kicked out of practice several times. <laughs> uh, me personally. Yeah. I was saying, Kevin, times. like, was, was it the team or was it you? <laughs> oh, no. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I've had the team, but there's, the there's no doubt I have been tossed. Back-to-back <laughs> by, the way, by Marv Dunphy nice. on the national team, as a nice. matter of fact. Yeah. By the way, uh, Pepperdine joining the ranks of BYU in Hawaii, putting together a nice – online telecast uh, slate. They've been doing a really good job. The quality of the video is very good. The announcers are good. Um, and so I, I don't know about you, but I've been watching Pepperdine all year long, and it's been a lot of fun. And I think Smoothie King should be a sponsor for the show just because they know you hate them, and now they should give you money, so you've got to blow them up. I think it would be awesome. 
Hey, if somebody from Smoothie King hears about this and they're willing to deliver some smoothies to the home court during the net live, by all means do so. But you better make it good. Don't be bringing that sugar shack crap in here, okay? Don't be putting Sour Patch Kids in my smoothie. <laughs> brought to you, college volleyball wrap-up brought to you by Smoothie King, where you too could have a pound of sugar in your own drink. <laughs> Jay, are are we going to see you next weekend or week? Yes, are you... I'm actually I'm I'm flying out tomorrow. Um, I wish that I was going to be able to see it through Monday and be in studio. Unfortunately, we leave on Sunday, but I will be in Southern California starting tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll get a little surf time in, maybe a little beach volleyball if I'm lucky. But obviously, I'm there to work. So whatever my time will allow, I'll do what I can. Hours? Yeah, what was that? Pass. The tab couldn't give you 24 more hours. Jeez. <laughs> I put in my no, written request? I'm sure if I asked him, he would have allowed me to, but I'm not going to make that request, especially at this time of year. Plus, we go to Chicago next week, so we got some work to do. Jay Hasek, thanks very much. We appreciate it. We're going to get to Mirk McLaughlin here in just a second on the Net Live. Thanks, Jay, for checking in. Good luck this week. See you this week. Thanks, everybody. Have a good weekend. See you. All right, Jay. All right, we'll see you. Spin up some tunes for a second. We're going to get ready for Rick McLaughlin about 15, 20 seconds here. Is he in the queue? Oh, he's in the queue. Oh, all right. 15 seconds, we'll be on with Rick McLaughlin, head coach at UC Santa Barbara. You want to hear about the week they had? UCLA got tossed out of practice. UC Santa Barbara said, hey, we're tossing you out of this match. Bastille? Yep. Deep cuts there on Bastille. Track number two on their album. Well, you haven't heard it on the radio though, right? No, I was I was just letting people know. Yeah, they want to know. Yeah, deep cuts. You don't hear that crap on the radio. You gotta you gotta go full album. That's a good album, by the way. Agreed. I put that right in there with some of the other ones. Coldplay puts out good albums. You two good albums. I believe in the volleyball magazine article I wrote. Uh, I can't remember which month it would have come out. January, maybe, of like my year-end wrap-up. Yeah. That album was in there as one of uh, my faves. Imagine Dragons. Mm-hmm. Overplayed at this point. I was on them early. But, but a great top-to-bottom album. Great top-to-bottom album. It's what I like to call a let it play. A let it play. You oh. just put it in, hit the play button. It's like let them play Larry. And just let it roll. Mumford yeah. and Sons. That's another one. Yeah, album. agreed. Yes. Agreed. I like, uh, you know, here's another problem I have before we get to Rick. Oh, boy. <laughs> I like country music now, and thanks a lot, Zach Brown Band, for being the marijuana of music. <laughs> it's such a gateway drug. Like, yeah, you listen to Oh, I kind of like Zach Brown Band. Oh, wait, now I like country. Damn it. <laughs> it's okay, Kevin. All right. Hey, I've Googled Rick Survive. McLaughlin. This is fun. Just to Google somebody. Again, he's the, f- the fourth picture. He, he didn't make top 
top three. No convicted felons above him, though? No, the bassist, Rick McLaughlin, has dominated him on the Internet. You have to go down a couple of clicks there to find Rick McLaughlin. The bassist from any... He's just a bassist. Oh, okay. He's not a bassist from anything. He's got okay. a big cello, like a bass cello, not like a bass guitar. Gotcha. All right, let's bring him in. This man climbed the mountain. He was the head coach of a men's program, only to find out that a jumbotron was more valuable than his team. So he recomposed himself. This is a guy who's coached everything, everywhere you could imagine. Men's, women's, junior college, college. He's been an assistant under people like Marv Dunphy, Kathy Gregory, Giants of the Sport. And then a few years ago, he got himself back into the head coaching position there at UC Santa Barbara with the men's program and promptly took him to the finals. Nearly taking it with a guy by the name of Jeff Menzel. At the helm, touching 13 and a half feet. He now stars at Nolico Mosaic overseas. But Rick McLaughlin, he has another good team this year here at UC Santa Barbara. They're a little bit schizophrenic. We wonder if they need some Ritalin or something. But we're going to find out right now. Joining us here on the Net Live, Rick McLaughlin. Rick. Hey, what's up, Kevin? Hey, thanks for joining us here. And, and, Rick, first thing about your team, I keep saying this about your team, you never quite know what we're going to get when you guys take the floor. Do you feel that as a coach? Do you think that's accurate? Uh, it's it's dead on. We don't know what we're going to get from night to night. But uh, lately it's been good. Lately we've been getting what we want. Yeah, it definitely has been good as of late. You guys go out and sweep UCLA in a 3-0 win. Uh, tell me about that match. What went right for your side? Uh, we received the ball well, and we served well. And uh, put those two things together, you're usually going to have a good match. And UCLA was a little off. Um, you know, uh, I'd like to think we played well enough and made them be a little off, but I think they were coming off of a tough road trip uh, in Hawaii, which is always a great time to catch a team. Yeah, certainly. That's uh, something I forget playing internationally for so long. I forget how the travel would affect you in college when you're not used to it. What do you do with your team to try and manage that trip when you have to make it out to Hawaii? Uh, it's tough. You know, you want to you wanna get there as as far in advance as you can and get used to it. And then I try to get out the night that we play our last match and, and gain that extra day um, to, to get back and recover. I think, uh, I'm not sure when UCLA got out, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's tough. We all have to go through it, and uh, I think you you compound that with finals week and and whatever else, and and it's tough for a team to to come back and play on a Wednesday, especially on the road again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Rick, you've had a lot of experience as an assistant coach for different people. Marv Dunphy is one I think of. Your brother Jim, of course, head coach with the uh, University of Washington women. He's been successful up there. He was also successful down here with USC with the men. And with all these people that you've had influence you as a coach, what are some of the the great things you've taken from the different places you've been, the different people you know in this sport and applied to your program? Uh, I've taken a ton from from all of them. Marv was a huge influence, just the way he trained and the way he dealt with players uh, on a personal level. He's, uh, I still think he's the best, uh, and that's that's just uh, the way it is. But uh, I learned a ton from Marv. I've learned a ton from my brother also. Uh, picked up things from Kathy Gregory and my own coach, Mike Norman, who was a great coach. And, uh, you know, I was lucky. I've I've had great experiences with those people. 
Are kids today the same, different than they were a few years ago? That's a that's a huge question. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I I think that it's probably more the same than we think uh, as coaches, but um, a lot of us talk all the time and and think that maybe uh, you know things that that we would have done or or that our coaches would have had us do long ago just wouldn't go today with with guys. So uh, it, it's a uh, it's a good question. I'm not sure if it's changed a whole lot um, or if it's just us getting older. Yeah, I was asking this question yesterday to a couple of guys, John Costey, uh, head coach there for Stanford, and Bill Ferguson, head coach of USC, and asking them about the opposite spot in particular because as I've been doing these matches the last couple of years and getting back into collegiate volleyball in a big way, I just don't see the opposites out there that can bang and hit the ball that I remember. And I'm wondering where have all the opposites gone in the men's game? I agree with you. Um it's becoming more of a left side game for sure, and you, mm-hmm. you you put your bombers on the left side and you try to you know receive serve as best you can, and half of those balls are going to end up being high balls to your left side. So um, I think that's kind of kind of what's made it go to the left side is the serving's just gotten tougher and tougher. Uh, but if you have a good opposite in our league right now, you're you're doing well. Who do you think's the most dangerous hitter in the league? Who uh, both you know both Taylors are, are big time. Um, Crab is so smart. Uh, you really you got to get a good game plan on him and hopefully hold him to 300. You know if if you're lucky. He even if you triple him, he's going to find a way to find the floor most of the time. Uh, and Taylor, I haven't seen Taylor Sander yet because we haven't played them. But just watching a bunch of film and knowing Taylor, he's he's right there too. Yeah, I wonder with Taylor Crabb, as great as he is in college, and I agree, I've seen him, and it's amazing to watch, a lot of fun to watch him play the game. Do you think he can make it on the national team at the size he is, six feet tall? Uh, guy, you know, it, I wouldn't count him out ever because uh, the guy just knows how to play the game better than anyone in our league. And um, I, I just think he's got to be able to take that to the next level, parts of it, and maybe he's, you know, a very limited role on, on your team, but he could help that team tremendously, I think, um, just his knowledge and his competitiveness. He, he's pretty amazing at this level. I haven't seen many better. All right, you and I were talking earlier today about the lights in Rob Jim, and this is something that you had brought up, and, and we mentioned on air, myself and Al, Al Skates, and I never thought that uh, our little broadcast could have a, a wide-reaching <laughs> effect, but it seems to have had uh, perhaps a positive influence upon your uh, your program. It was a huge effect, and uh, i got to thank you for that. Uh, we you know, have been trying to get lights in that gym. Everybody who's played there knows it's very dark, and... Uh, We've been trying to get lights in that gym for a long, long time, and after you and and Al mentioned it on the air uh, when we played at UCLA, uh, we are now getting brand new fixtures, lights, everything uh, during our finals week next week. All right. Pac-12 Network's getting it done. They're getting it done. So, I mean, we've got to think about other topics we have to bring up now. We'll be dealing with every single coach when I do my match on uh, Thursday, or pardon me, on Tuesday, Pepperdine UCLA will be taking requests for things that people want in their gym or in their program. 
Yeah, you know, for us, if next time just mention uh, out-of-state scholarships, if you can get those budgeted for us, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. We'll see if we can do that for you. And, and speaking of, of gyms and lighting and so on and so forth, uh, thinking about different, difficult places to play, you guys have to go to BYU, and that seems to be the one that gets mentioned a lot as far as challenging places to play. Is that the most challenging? Can you think of another uh, venue that in the men's game that you have trouble playing at because it's the fans, the lights, the building, something? Uh, we actually enjoy going to BYU. I, I don't mind playing there at all. Um, they have a great crowd, and, and uh, you know, they, they run a great event, great floor. We like that place. Uh, probably the toughest one that we've had trouble with would be Cal Baptist. Really? It's a, it's a small little gym with a really low roof, and the crowd gets rocking, and it's tough. It's a tough place to play. Wow, Cal Bap. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, Rick, looking around the MPSF this year, we were just talking about it with Jay that it is two matches between third and ninth. Have you ever yeah. seen it this tight, this crazy in the middle of a season? Never. Uh, there's a, usually a little more separation either at the top or the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. There's always fights going on for the bottom and there's fights for the top. But, uh, I mean, there's no way to know what's going to happen uh, right now. And, and I think it's going to go down to the last night and – you know, anybody could be in and out. It's it's uh, you, you just got to keep trying to win as much as you can right now. All right, you have a golf tournament coming up. You have a, a fundraiser happening up there. Give folks some information on that. I think we've done it before, but it's always better to come from the source. We do. It's uh, it's our golf tournament, which is our biggest fundraiser. It's this Saturday at Sandpiper uh, Golf Course, beautiful golf course right on the water, um, and uh, we got. A great group of uh, UCSB alums coming, as well as a great group of Loyola Marymount alums, including Reed, uh, that are going to come up and and uh, get together, and it should be a great time. Yeah, for our listeners that don't know, uh, how did things go down at Loyola Marymount and, and the, the death of that program? We've seen the death of a few programs over the years. Uh, Pacific this year is going to be the most recent. Uh, San Diego State was a few years after Loyola Marymount, but how... How did that come about, and what, where were you at at the moment you were leaving when it seemed like you were in a great spot and, and clicking right along? Uh, you know, it wasn't a shock. It was always a battle there. Um, the eight years I spent there, we had a great athletic director named Brian Quinn uh, who was just such a volleyball supporter. Um, and then he, uh, they, they moved him out, uh, I want to say it was in 1999, and then we knew that uh, that you know things could be tough because he fought for us and he kept us alive and and I started hearing little things you know um, through people across campus that were friends of mine and I kind of had an idea halfway through our season in 2000 that they were going to make a move and uh, sure enough at the end of the year it happened to be our best year in history and we finished fifth in the country and um, it was Reed senior year and. And they just decided to do it. It was a kind of a shock still, even though I knew that, that they were thinking about it. It was a shock with how great we did that they decided to cut the program. And uh, I still don't know exactly what the reason is. Um, you know, I don't think anybody really does. Yeah, we've often heard the Jumbotron. They wanted to buy a Jumbotron <laughs> instead of funding the Metropolitan yeah. Program. But that, that might be more funny than actually true. 
Yeah, I'm you know, I'm I'm not sure if that's what it was, but uh it just it really didn't make sense on the gender uh side because we were pretty equal gender wise on campus and we weren't in violation of anything like that. So um as much as they wanted to tell people that was the excuse, I, I don't think that was it. I I think it was basic uh financial decision. That's too bad. All yeah. right, Rick, thanks for joining us here on the Net Live. We appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, if folks want to come to your golf tournament, where can they go to register? Uh, they would just want to email me, um, and probably right. as soon as they can, yeah. Um, we have to get those names in uh, to the starter by the end of the day, pretty much. All right, so they got to do it today. What's your email address? It is rmclaughlin at athletics.ucsb.edu. And people should know, have you stacked your team? Have you put uh, Colin Wellman on your team? Because at Pepperdine, I look at your team and go, well, this is made for the win. I look at my team and go, well, this is made to drive the cart really fast. Yeah, Colin Wellman won't be coming. So uh, I actually don't play in the tournament. I I am busy doing a bunch of stuff. But uh, there are a few really good teams. So uh, if you're coming, planning to win it, you've got to bring a few ringers with you. All right, bring your best foursome if you want to dominate the uh, UC Santa Barbara Charity Golf Tournament. Rick McLaughlin has coached in college, junior college, junior national teams, been a head coach and assistant coach, and one of the all-time good guys you'll find. You get an opportunity to pin him down for a conversation, do so. His UC Santa Barbara Gauchos will be in action again this week. They're coming off a fantastic week of volleyball, and they are solidly in the playoff hunt in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. Thanks, Rick. Always good to talk to you. Thanks. Anytime, Kevin. Thanks a lot. All right, Rick McLaughlin checking in from UC Santa Barbara. And, uh, yeah, Rick, good Finiene player, too. Good, uh, good card player. Good golfer, good card player. I wonder if he's any good at darts or shuffleboard, like bar sports. Just dominate. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's one, of the, one of the really good guys, and I mean that sincerely. You get an opportunity to talk to Rick, you should uh, you know, just go down and say hi and uh, pick his brain. If you're a volleyball coach, volleyball person, he's a guy who's seen a tremendous amount of volleyball at a high level. And uh, the Reed Pretty's going to be up there for that, right? That's what he said this weekend? Reed Pretty will be there. Yeah, can't come to the show. I understand. It's his seven-year anniversary. Today. Today. What was his excuse last week? It was his six-year anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) His uh, six-year, 51-week anniversary. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Unable to make the program. Unbelievable. We're not going to have enough headsets if he shows up. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. That's true. Hey, people should know, big event coming up here on Wednesday. This Wednesday? This Wednesday. Okay. If you want to know firsthand about the sport of beach volleyball, there will be a beach report town hall meeting. This is taking place here in Los Angeles from 2 to 5 p.m. on Wednesday. You can get on the webinar. There will be a webinar that you can watch. It's going to be happening at the Embassy Suites, LAX North, 9801 Airport Boulevard. You can plan on attending. You need to RSVP to USA Volleyball and Chris Vidala there at USA Volleyball if you want to attend this. But what they're going to do is they're going to review uh, the Independent Beach Volleyball Consultants Report. Rich Perlman prepared that. His findings and recommendations from that report will be presented and will be I don't know, clarified, probably just presented is the best way to put that. This was a report commissioned by the USA Volleyball Board of Directors. It was recently released. It's 150 pages. Jeremy, I've read 
20 in. I've read about 25. I've read the summary. I read some of the other segments of it. Um, I read a fair amount of it. It's it's quite uh, honest. Good. And not necessarily eye-opening. I think it's a lot of what we figured was happening, but good to see. And he kind of beat up both sides pretty good. Yeah, I, I didn't read it as there's beating it up. I read it as pointing out things that needed to be addressed. And I think any business that wants to get better needs to do stuff like that. I I take this as a positive for everybody involved in volleyball, especially if actions are taken. If nothing's done about it, then it was a waste of time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this is implemented or what actions are taken off of this report. But if you want to look, read the report, you can find it. We'll try and get a link up there. I think a link has been up on the yeah, live before. before yeah. uh, if you look back through our posts there on Facebook, you yeah. can find it. But if you want to see this webinar, you want to hear some of the stuff. I wonder if, if uh, beach athletes are going to pack the halls and I, if I, be angry. A, if I was in town, I would go. But I'm not going to be. Yeah, I'm out of town. I have a, a thing on Wednesday as well. I wanted to go to it from 2 to 5. So, Katie, that means you got to go. Thanks. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> if I can make it from there to Marymount High School by 530, we'll Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Set LAX. Come on. Problem. Sounds exactly like that would happen. Though. We'll send an NetLive helicopter for you. Yeah. Sounds good. Just wait on the roof. <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the FIVB beach doing some test rules of the uh, of the block not counting as a hit yes. anymore. Yes. Um, there has been some altercation to that where they're only testing it at two events now. I think some of the players thought they were gonna, it was going to be implemented immediately, um, which is not the case. Why not implement it immediately? Because they want to test it out. And it's funny, because since we did that show a couple of weeks ago, I reached out to... Uh, some beach players and ask them their opinions on it. Okay. Some were like, they're like, I'm not going to waste my time complaining one way or the other. I'm just going to keep it moving and whatever. Wow, what a mature attitude. I'm not going to waste my time complaining. When's the last time a player started a sentence with that? That's nice. <laughs> and some of the other players, like, obviously the defensive people were, well, sure, it helps me because if I get a dig, then I'm going to have an opportunity to really hit it. But what I heard a lot was, the players are they're confused by it because the FIVB has been talking about they want longer rallies and blah, 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 and they think that this does not create a longer rally because basically a person's going to dig it and then put it away. There's an increased chance of putting it away. Correct. I'd agree with that. So you're, but I like that part of it. I like rewarding the touch. I don't I'm, think the touch gets rewarded I'm with enough. you on that, but some of their point was that if you want longer rallies, this is not helping that. If that's what you've been preaching for years, this is not going that direction. If you want longer rallies, put four people on the court. Oh, boy. <laughs> Better yet, play six-man. There are rallies. When you watch six-man, there are rallies. Yeah, because there's 150 people on the court. You want rallies? Put more people out there. Huh. Cover the court in people. That's why they shrunk the court of the beach. Yeah, it still doesn't matter. You, you get more terminal blocking is what you get out of that. Which is fun. Well, if you're Phil... Yeah. It's fun. That's why it's exciting. exciting. Yeah. Phil gets... So well, that was, that was, I was going to say Phil gets pumped, but I don't know that I actually have video evidence of that. Um, Glendale, Arizona... Phil against, gets a smirk. ...against Brazil. One time. Where he, like, blocked five in a row. And then he got pumped. He was on... He was... Yes. And, and the third game of the set... Oh. Yes. That's it's how, international. That's how it should be, Kevin. The whole thing is a set, not one game. Is, 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 anyways. No, the whole thing is not a set. It's a match. Match. Anyways, but all together is a set. Thank you. Then, then throw there the word set out. There's sets in a match. Right, there are sets in a match. No, there's not. You're losing this argument. No, I'm not. Listen to Marlo and Wong on Beach on but International. But it's proper 
Tennis, sets? tennis has sets. Explain so to me how. How is one game a set? How is that a set? No, a set means more than one. Well, historically, well, no, tennis has games inside of sets. Correct. There is a game inside of a set inside of a match. Mm-hmm. We don't have games. We, we only have sets, sets and, and matches. matches. It's not a set, though. Set means it is. more than one. Explain to me where there's more than one. And why would you have a sport where you're playing a set and you can actually make a set? That's stupid. You still haven't explained, answered my question. <laughs> I'm not sure you're ever getting an answer. Just in case because, you're I just want people to say, Jeremy, you're right. It's stupid. But this is, I know that's how it is. I get it. Why is it a game? Or why, should, why shouldn't it be a game? How is it a set? How is there multiple? That's the terminology. But it's, that's incorrect terminology. There are multiple sets in a tennis match. Exactly. Yeah, there are multiple sets, sets in, in a volleyball, volleyball match. No, there's not, because there's not a set in the match. The whole thing can be a set because there's more than one game. No, there's not a game. There's a set. One game cannot be a set. There's not it's more than one. Set. No. Maybe your argument is not so much with us, but more with the inventors of volleyball. Yeah. It didn't, we didn't. Maybe you still wanted to be called Mintonette. That's a good idea, too. I don't like you. Hi, I'm a Mintonette volleyball, Mintonette beach player. I play beach Mintonette. It all goes back to the argument that Gator said, you don't go down to the beach and say, I have next set. Yeah, but almost nobody goes to the beach in the United States. There's only like you also don't go into the, the you don't world. go into a gym and say I have next set. Well, I'm pretty sure they just go with I have next. They can skip the next part of that. They don't say <laughs> I got next, and, they, and the word set is not in their head. I just walk in and I put my quarter on the uh, referee's stand and say, "There's my spot. I've I've covered it." Remember, you set quarters on the screen. Nope, I don't. <laughs> I'm not 85. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too young for that reference. Thank you very much. It used to be called an arcade. You could be social. You didn't just sit in your house and stare at your TV. Thank you, Cam Kerr. (laughs) I just want it to be proper English, Kevin. That's all I'm asking for. Cam Kerr said, Jeremy, just stop talking. Yeah, because you guys are fools, and he knows that I'm correct, and you're just doing things to upset me. Is that the second time that's come up on the chat board today? I'm kind of disappointed. They told Kevin to stop talking. I've got to tell you, I'm kind of disappointed. Apparently, apparently... Curling's a big deal in Canada. You uh, when? Where's Paul Baxter? And when are we going to Van Nuys for this? Apparently, curling is a big deal. And Fridays in Toronto, you can't even come in and you can't play. Uh, what are they called? A rock? I think it's called. What is it? A frame or whatever? It's not bowling. It's a set. Something sure else. It's, it's not a set. It's totally else. a set. You can't even come in and play an end. That's what it is. An end. They don't even need the checkboard. It's an end. You can't come in and just play an end. You got to be part of a part of a whole league. So when you they go, have leagues going on Friday. So you're saying when you are in Canada with Cam, you're not going to be able to do this. We can't get an ice time. It's maddening to me because I said I'm in. Curling. Come on I'm now. in. Do they not know who you are? Yeah, really. They have league nights and they're booked up. Eight That's, places, he says. Cam, the, Cam has put out the effort. There's got Cam has to know somebody in the league. They're That's not going to let me come in and throw. They're not going to let like you come in and slice like the rock. Like when they're, when, when, the here, yeah, like when they're done. Not you're going to say bagel, but like when they're done. That's like going to be like what? when their set is over, Kevin. Wait a you're second. You're going to have some time to get out there. Wait a second. Wait a second. So when they when they stop with the spinning strobe lights and the black lights and everything that they're having for their league night, right? Yeah. When all that shuts off, throws. It's nothing but me and Cam and 65 drunk Canadians who've been going for four hours playing ends. How awesome is that going to be? Quaffing Molson. Lots of Labatt's bottles all over the ice, and i got to go out and throw some ends. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it sounds great. <laughs> First of all, if that doesn't, I mean, we're going to do it in here as well. Who's bringing up a volleyball topic? We're talking about curling. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, when are we going to Van Nuys to practice? Yeah, Kevin. That's my end of the world. Well, apparently we're just going to have to go and play. We're going to fly Camp Kerr in from Toronto. $100. <laughs> that you're going to pay me. That I'm going to pay you. If you're so confident, just, just put it table. out there. I have. I've said it on the show. I yeah, mean, but you told me I have to pay you like 275 if I don't do it or something. No, 50 50 You have to pay me 50 bucks, I have to pay you 50 I get 100 shots. I have to put one in the, in the middle. Yep. The middle you, of what? That little blue the red circle. Right circle. The red, yeah, don't, you don't need to get the bullseye. I'm sure it's not called the bullseye. The red <laughs> one in the middle. But you need to be whatever the circle is. The next outside. one. Yeah. The next one. Because you were so confident about Holy it. Holy inside or touching or half. What are we talking about here? You need to be inside For the hundred The bucks, whole you thing. Be in the center. What if part, what if part nope. of my rock is touching the line? You were so confident about it. That whole thing needs to be in the center. The whole thing. Yeah. But, all right. How is it scored, though? If half the rock is touching the bullseye, is that a bullseye? And what the hell is it called? Yeah, it can't a center. Be, can't be a bullseye. It's not a bullseye. No. It's called a it's set. Called a button. It's called a set. It's called a set. <laughs> <laughs> we can make a, a whole Saturday. It's called Saturday. a button. For, okay, a it's whole a button. Saturday of it. We can do K1 Speedway. If half my rock is touching by, the body, the best day ever. followed by curling. The question is, fantastic. do you do it true Canadian style, where we're just drinking beer while we do it? Hold no, on. obviously. And we have to drink Labatt's. Or Molson. Molson. Reed will definitely be there for this. <laughs> it's the only thing he's shown up for. Paul Baxter will be there. Oh. And I'm going to bring $100 worth of singles. Cam says if it's half in, we'll count that. So, so all it has to be is half in. Okay, fine. Cam, you're making this way too fine. easy. Fine, $100. Bucks. 100 bucks. And every time you fall on your face, you owe me 10 Do I get special shoes? Do they have special shoes? I don't know. How they look works. like weightlifting shoes. That's what they look yeah. like. Only one does, though, right? One has the grippy and one doesn't. Well, you got to push off or something on one, right? You, you got to slide on the other. Fall on your face. I'll You're have, a, I'll have a smoothie before. I'm gonna bring I will be balanced. A hundred dollars in singles. So when you fall on your face, I'm just gonna start making it rain. <laughs> 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 oh, guess seventeen hundred. That's the next one coming on the chat board. But if it's half in, we'll count that. <laughs> TWSS. That's what she said. Sorry, kids. <laughs> There's no kids listening to this program. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Uh, are you have something else before we go? Yes, Kevin. People are upset we don't talk about volleyball enough in this show. And that's actually hey, what folks, I was going back to. Give us there's topics. not, there's nothing going on in the sport of volleyball. Not nothing, but very little. Yeah, hey, there's plenty. We could, we could. We start covered adding, a lot of volleyball. Like, some D3 men in here. We could add some club level stuff. We're supposed to yeah, talk to Special Olympics. Yeah, we, you know, we could do better. This Sitting year. team was that happening? Already happened. Whoa. No, national. No, national. National. Yeah, but okay. my schedule's getting There was the Wounded crowded, Warrior man. stuff went on this weekend down in no, San Diego. Can I get a date for the city? Uh, I gave you a date. What was it? It's right after Memorial Day. It's like Memorial Day and the day after. That's, that's anyway. Not helpful. Monday the 26th or something. Hey, you're on your own for that one. I'll be Great. out of the country. Um, yeah. yeah, see, that's the problem. Our team is falling apart, and I'm busy, and it's just it's not looking good. And I'm not happy about so it. I want this to happen. Laying on a beach in Costa Rica. Just be Reed and I then, apparently. Um, I posted on our Facebook page, but the UR men's national team Chicago dates mm-hmm. are posted on there, and uh, the Southern California date location not announced yet. <laughs> um, Except Reed Pretty here on the program. Yeah. <laughs> um, but June 6th through 7th, Southern California, June 13th, 14th, they will be in Chicago at UIC Pavilion. Kevin, you been there? Yeah. And then June 
20th and 21st against Bulgaria at Hoffman Estates. That will be an away match. That's what Reed's talking about. There yeah. will be more yeah. Bulgarians yeah. there than American fans. That's there's, really funny. There's no doubt. So Chicago people, get your tickets. Uh, go to our Facebook page. You can click on the link. There's all the information there you need. And then I will see you at the Southern California event once it is announced officially where it is. Okay, the sitting, the sitting games are the 26th and 27th of May. And that is where? That's in Phoenix, right? Or Tucson? You tell me. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, it's all Arizona. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Phoenix. Sorry. So Phoenix. after, that's, isn't that Memorial Day weekend? Yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's that Monday. The 26th and 27th. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to check in the 25th. Okay. Road trip to Arizona. I'm looking to see who's registered. There's nobody in the sitting division. It'd just be us? Hey, we could win it. I'm 100% in. <laughs> just by registering, we've won. Adult Nationals? Or is this... Yeah, it's Adult Nationals sitting division. Huh. It is a stay-and-play event, so we have to register here. <laughs> so we have to book our hotel rooms. Jayhawk says Phoenix. Yeah, yeah it's... And is he available that, that day? So that's the other question. My calendar is not not pleasant in May, but we'll figure it out. My okay. children may hate me by the end of the month, actually. No, they won't see you. I don't think they'll hate you. Well, that's the problem. I'm not going to be around. Because <laughs> World League happens. The World League is playing away that weekend. It's the first weekend of World League for the men's national team. They are away the 23rd, 24th, 25th. Yeah, so what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm around. Yeah. You're so going to be going. on your own for quite a while in May. All right, so if we fly so in Sunday, show is what that means. <laughs> we fly in Sunday. Okay. We will do Monday, Tuesday. I'm in. And then we got Jay be... says he's in. Okay, well, that's that's three. Katie, thanks for being out of the country. What happened to our? I will be laying on a beach in Costa Rica doing my nice. quote unquote real job. Nice. Well, that's good. Yeah. So we have three Nin- people. Your tailbone will hurt less than, than ours. Yes. Dustin Aval will want to go because he's working on his uh, appropriate muscles to be in shape <laughs> for that. <laughs> Sitting at a desk a lot? Are we oh, my God. He said without hesitation. He uttered, I don't think I he's asked. ever had it. I was like, what do I like? Here, let's, let's reenact it. You be Dustin. Okay. Jeremy says, so for the sitting game, what muscles would I have to work on to be good? Anal. <laughs> Literally that quick. There's no hesitation. Oh. Dustin. Good job, Dustin Abel. The one time that word has been said, no, not twice, on the program. I Unbelievable. Uh, Jay would like to have our team meeting at the Tilted Kilt in Phoenix. Ooh. Boy. <laughs> Ooh, the Tilted Kilt. I wonder if we, we should play mean, sitting. You mean Hooters with skirts? Well done. Our, our team should wear kilts <laughs> in sitting. I'm really sad I'll miss this. Yeah. Um, oh, I had something and then I lost it because you were... I was envisioning you in a because you were you were thinking about someone's junk on the floor. <laughs> no, I was not. I was picturing you in a kilt and not picturing your junk. But this is great. All right. <laughs> That's a mic. Just way to end the show. Yeah. All right. Dominated it. You're welcome, hey, everybody. Hey, just remember, quote of the program: "You're not much, and when I say that, I'm giving you a lot." <laughs> I think we did better than last week. We did. Katie. I we mean, did. Katie was here, so we did way better. Katie was better. We had Rick McLaughlin. We had Lance Walker. We also had Jay on ABCA College Volleyball Weekly. Thanks to all those folks for participating. Katie, thanks for making the drive down, as usual, to uh, be a part of our show, provide a female voice. 
it's always nice to have somebody to counteract the male chauvinism that usually reigns here by the host. You are slightly more in check when I'm sitting around here. What are you talking about, in check? You want to bring up a topic? I'll oh, fight boy. you right now. Jay Hosick, <laughs> why don't we start the Title IX? I will, fight, I will fight all you <laughs> women you got over there, to oh, quote Riley boy. Cooper. And I'm leaving. I will fight all of you. <laughs> hey, we thank you, the listener, for being here. Are we here next week, by the way, boys and girls? I'm here. I think oh, we're here. Back, I'll be back from Vegas. All right. Well, we will see you next week here on the Net Live. We'll probably have more volleyball guests and more non-volleyball topics. For those that don't like non-volleyball topics, hashtag suck it. We'll be back next week, the Net Live. Sounds like a remix. No. Hashtag selfie.